Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are here for the Blizzard Watch Plays, uh, as I've been affectionately referring to it. And today we're going to be playing another session of Shadowrun. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of what happened last time. But first, uh, I want to int- let everybody introduce themselves and tell us what character they are playing. Uh, so I guess we'll start for well, the people that were here before. Corey, who are you playing? I'm playing Bananas and my faithful companion, Bowie, the robot monkey. Yeah, Bowie. Sad, sad thing that happened to him. Your dice hated you. It's okay. We can rebuild them. We have the technology. Indeed. Uh, next up, Deb. Hi, I am a mage. Uh, my paper says the name is Xanathar, but I thought my name was Duluth. So I don't know what you call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were playing Rosie Duluth last time. Uh, Xanathar Rosie was Duluth. The- I remember the Duluth part, but... <laughs> <laughs> We won't tell you all about trying to find papers. Characters, they have a mind of their own. Uh, Next up, we have Liz. Liz, who are you playing? I am playing Val the Hunter. I'm kind of a detective, and I have a robot dog companion. Because every good detective needs, like, a hound dog on their side. This one's just a robot. Because robots are very cool. Uh, Then we have returning with us today, Matt Rossi. Matt, who are you playing? I'm Tia. <laughs> Tia punches things very, very well. And joining us today are two new folks. Uh, you've heard their voices before, uh, but please welcome back Anne. Anne will be joining us for our Shadowrun shenanigans. And who are you playing? I'm playing Slink Bixby. I'm an S- infiltrator. Surprising nobody, Anne is playing a rogue. 
And then next up, we have Andrew, who's joining us uh, hot on the heels of our uh, Deadlands Noir campaign. Andrew, who are you playing? I'm playing Cliff Hex. He is a hacker. Super, super hacker man. So when last we met our intrepid band of runners, they were all hired out to do essentially a information gathering run. uh, But it turned out to be much, much more than that. Uh, In an uncovered vault that nobody could get into, our runners were sent to get in, find out what was going on there, as it was suspected to be part of a long dead corporation's uh, holdings, Janus Corp. They were able to get in, and what they found surprised them. It wasn't a vault, but really office space, and a warehouse, and a production facility uh, that also contained a lot of horrors. And we're talking like flesh-crafting, weird, chimeric entities that nobody wanted to mess with. And uh, as Matt pointed out last time we played, everybody gets one stupid per session. Uh, And Matt's job was keeping everybody alive, which he did quite well. Uh, They were able to get through the uh, facility, find what they were looking for. Rosie picked up a mystical book that gave her flashes of something she wasn't quite so sure of. They rescued uh, what looked like a woman from a essentially a test tube, giant test tube slash back to tank. Uh, and uh, unleashed uh, an undead dragon into the world, who introduced himself as uh, Xanatar and gave everybody a boon for freeing him. So, last we left, everybody was essentially heading back to Val's place, as Val has a safe house here in Nickel City. Uh, Val, what type of place do you have? What type of safe house do you have? Ah, yeah, that's a really good question. I know you told me to think about this earlier. I think it's like an an abandoned office building. I did not pull that from last week's, last time's campaign. I just didn't, uh, uh, and it's like, like under construction and you can kind of like go up through like a maintenance elevator and it's like a half finished office space that's sort of locked up and hidden away. Okay, do you have any sort of defenses or anything set up there, or is it more just relying on the fact that it is out of the way and sort of uh, run down, and you're hoping that it sort of blends in with the area? Uh, sort of out of the way. It's it's locked up and, like, walled off, so it just kind of looks like just a little another area. It doesn't have any, like, huge defenses or anything, but it's, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So Val leads you through the city uh, to uh, just in the outskirts of the downtown area where there's a lot of um, new construction would be generous uh, construction of retrofitting old buildings to match the new aesthetic of the city. Uh, As we discussed last time, there was a rather large earthquake at one point in time that left a lot of cities in New York uh, sort of in shambles or ruin. Uh, Nickel City has recovered more than most, but it's still in the process. There's always rebuilding. There's always new buildings uh, that need to be cleaned up and retrofitted. And Val happened to find a smallish office space right at the border between uh, that downtown area uh, of all the corporate sort of mess and, and holdings that you would know is essentially like prime real estate for corporations 
and the more residential area to the north of the city uh, that actually has some green space. Uh, so the building is maybe six stories tall, nothing too major. Uh, that leads you in through a subterranean parking garage. Uh, there's a small access elevator at the back of this darkened garage, and uh, Val seems to have a key that activates as soon as she gets near it leads you up to about the fifth floor uh, and what opens up is not what you expect as the elevator rolls open it's actually rather homely uh, it looks like the furniture is new uh, everything looks like it's well wired and paneled together Val has been doing uh, some work in her downtime to make sure that it is a wonderful living space since she's here often enough uh, her animal companion I, do we ever pick a name for your animal companion his name is Sammy. Uh, lets out a little robotic bark and sort of like goes off and finds his little section where his little robot toys and makes himself comfortable as he's doing whatever dogs do because he believes that he is a real dog after all. Uh, there's plenty of comfortable seating and a fully stocked bar. Uh, not top shelf liquor because Val can't afford that, but you know, plenty of jobs lead to bars in some place, and Val has some nimble fingers. Uh, <laughs> which, if we remember last time, Val did take one of the bottles from behind the counter at the uh, facility. Do you add it to your collection? Absolutely. If anyone needs a drink, help yourself. I think we could maybe all use a drink after that. And I'm a, so. You guys can interact here. The only questions I have is I know uh, Corey and I talked, and he's going to be basically going right into trying to rebuild Bowie. Uh, that was his main focus. Who was carrying the unconscious girl? If nobody was, we can have Marley do that since she's not it's here today. That's prob probably me because I'm strong enough to do it. Yep. Okay. And then what are the rest of you doing as you enter into this space that you don't think should probably be here? Don't everybody speak at once. Just looking around and kind of marveling that although it's homely, it's homey. Hey, you you did a really good job making living space. I'm impressed. I find a place to put this person that I'm carrying. Then I find any alcohol that's here. And I drink it. Yeah, there's a, a nice couch, uh, rather plush, old, looks like something straight out of the 1970s, uh, but really well maintained. You can uh, put this person gently down on there. She's still wrapped in the cloak uh, that Marley put around her last time, and she lets out a very soft sort of like sigh as you settle her down. It's the first noise you've heard her make since the rescuing from the whatever chamber she was in. Uh, and she sort of rolls over and snuggles into the cloak, uh, almost like a child would, as uh, after a long car ride where they've fallen asleep. Great. Where's that alcohol? Val's over Ow. by the bar. <laughs> I'm literally, is do I see a bottle of anything alcoholic? If I do, I take it and I begin drinking it. I don't care <laughs> what it is. Yeah, you, you find a, a nice bottle of... Uh, middle tier vodka and you just start going to town 
I'm thinking of that um, Star Trek episode with Scotty, where Dana, uh, Data pulls that green bottle out from underneath the uh, counter, and Scotty says, what is it? Data takes the top off, sniffs it, and says, it's green. Okay, here you go. <laughs> it's green. Uh, Val might have a bottle of absinthe or two if you really want a green green liquor. Uh, but yeah, so you guys are all on, uh, sort of coming down from that. You last heard from Vinny. It's been about an hour, hour and a half. He said he was going to look into things and get back to you in the morning. Uh, is there anything anybody wants to accomplish before the night comes or before you settle in for the evening? I'm going to make sure that this place is relatively secure since at any moment my aunt could show up with a hit squad of fellow sisters. Yeah, you actually make a circuit, and you notice that Vale's got this place buttoned up pretty nicely. There's only the one entrance. Uh, you go over, there are windows, but as you pay closer attention to them, they're more like one-way mirrors, where she can see out, nobody can see in, uh, it's not going to let any light out. And uh, as you wrap on it, you notice that it is not just bulletproof. There is some layer of arcane protection woven into it. Uh, you're pretty sure that you could punch it and you might be able to shatter it, but it's not going to break easily. So Val, Val's right. buttoned this place up real nicely. All right. Now, Corey, Bananas is sitting there with the head of Bowie, and it is very pathetically... Uh, making robotic chittering monkey noises at you. Uh, it, he, he's not happy. He's hurting. He, he physically feels uh, disheveled. You're going to try oh, to... I didn't. Yeah. Bowie, don't worry, man. We'll get you get you right as rain in no time. I, um, assume, I assume Val has like a little kind of workbench area where she like repairs Sammy or works on Sammy whenever she needs to and she'll like point you in that direction. Absolutely. That's easy enough for you to, to find. Uh, Val leads you over to uh, what looks like a, a rather rudimentary workspace, not quite the high-tech caliber you're used to, but you're pretty sure you can work with it. It's got everything that you need, uh, and you actually have a bunch of components that you stole from that facility as you destroyed a whole bunch of drones. So you could, in theory, rebuild a new body for Bowie today. Yeah. All right, so what I'm going to need you to do, since we are going to be basically making a brand new set of cyberware for him, is we're going to have our first check of the day, and we're going to see how well you do. I want you to make me a synth check, please. So 2d6 plus synth? 2d6 plus synth, please. Six. All right. Average, uh, we're going to say that it is... Not without complication, as it is sort of incompatible uh, tech that you're sort of retrofitting. What do you want Bowie's new body to look like? Kind of like, uh, well, still keep the monkey thing, but like a gladiator monkey. So a bunch of like cool gladiator armor over top of a monkey. Okay. Uh, you make a relatively convincing monkey that looks like it is wearing armor straight out of uh, either 300 or one of the gladiator-type movies. Uh, you even make a little tiny cestus for him to carry around with him. Uh, but at the end of the construction, you notice that uh, he's got a little bit of a, a nervous tick. Uh, every now and then, whenever he's chattering, it's almost as if there's a, a weird 
interplay between his brain space and the servos that you've implemented, uh, where every now and then he'll be talking to you, uh, and his arm will just, like, shudder and freeze in place. Uh, if you've watched uh, any of the Doom Patrol, it's almost like Mr. Robot, when he, uh, or Robot Man, when he goes to punch something and just can't. Uh, every now and then there's a slight hesitation. Uh, so that is going to be the sort of affectation that happens with your slightly less than good roll. Well, as long as he doesn't pick up Clint's foul mouth, it'll be okay. Yeah, you haven't you haven't really figured that part out yet. He might. You never know. He is a child, after all. Uh, but as you toil away, everybody sort of finds a place to settle down, and you wind up coming basically to a, a point of rest for the evening. Uh, Marley's actually staying pretty close to the girl, uh, as she doesn't want anything to happen to her, and everybody finds sleep. As the night rolls on, you are all awoken, uh, and it is dark, and you're not in Val's apartment anymore. You are in what looks like an old-school feast hall. There is a table with low, low-hanging chandeliers with candles burning on them, a f- veritable feast of meats, cheeses, fruits, vegetables, uh, hearty meals and breads, stews are laid out across the table, and there looks like there is a seat for every single one of you. Sitting at the table is Mama, the old woman that you interacted with when you got the job from Vinny, the one that was working in the bar. What do you do? Oh, I take a seat. Dig in. I'm going to rub my Free eyes. Free food in front of me. Maybe I'm dreaming. You hear my mind. <laughs> no, no dream. No dream. It's always unsettling when I wake up somewhere and I don't know how I got there. I don't think I had that much to drink last night. He, he's not alcohol, I promise. Although, if you wish alcohol, we have many. And she waves a hand, and it looks like casks of wine, uh, looks like flagons of mead appear on the table and at the side. I'm switching to an aggressive saint. Okay. Please, come sit. I... No! Oh, you are very Leave me angry. now, or I will attempt to kill you. You have no right to meddle with me without my consent, and I didn't give it. She smirks. There is door behind you. You're free to leave. It. I leave. Uh, you see yourself outside of your body. As you exit the door, it's almost like you're coming through the elevator again. And you see your body slumped down in a chair, comfortable, still asleep. I enter it. Okay. You wake up. The rest of you are still there, I presume. You you may leave if you wish, but I have need of talk with you. I assume you brought us here for a reason. Yes, my, my son is idiot. Um, 
know if I'd classify him an idiot. He saved our hides. He's rather smart. He 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 not uh he good man. He have good heart. But uh how you say broad shoulders small peanut? <laughs> He means well, heart heart big. Want want too good, but promise too much, and uh Well you were left uh I I I know not where exactly you are, and she looks at Val. You are very tricksy, I like you. He uh He not at home. He not at the safe place. They came and took him. He started looking into that uh, thing you told him about. And uh, warriors came and took him. Building all smashed up. They they wear feathers and cloaks and have weapons made of the obsidian. I think they work for that uh, green dragon men. The one in the pyramid. He was asking about the things you found. So I have... He didn't contract us. I didn't find anything. That is official tell, yes. But, again, my boy dumb. He trip alarm. Or something. I do not know the... Where the technology... But my power is limited, at least where he is. I can point you direction, but I have need of him back, please. I need your help. If willing, I give boon. Yes? That, that is word? I give favor. Well, favor is always useful. Yes, and uh, Mama is woman of honor, a woman of, of, well, means would be bragging. I am not bragging. But I can give you money, I can give you insight, I can tell your future to a degree. But I, I know you need help where he is. And, and Mama, she provide, Yes. And she waves her hand and the door opens uh, and in walks two other people. And you see two spots at the table open up magically as if the table expands and more food is present. Uh, and this is where we will have uh, Anne and Andrew tell us what their characters look like. We'll start with Anne. What do they see as you walk through the door? You see an elf with cyber ears and she's short but really willowy. Um, she's got a pair of sunglasses on. They're really cool sunglasses. And she kind of lifts them and looks at the table and goes, Wow. This is wild. Hey, uh, yes. what's up? Hello. Mama. <laughs> Hello, sneaky one. I, I have your favorite at table, please. Ah, Awesome. I go sit down at the table, kick my feet up, put them on the edge, and grab a drink. 
What's up? <laughs> I, I have a job for you with nice people. Oh. They they need okay. to. My son, he idiot. He uh he get captured. I need him back. Yeah. Oh. You, you know, Again? it's like it's yeah yeah, and she like oh. she sort of sighs a little bit. Man, he's always getting in them. Okay, all right. I told him he need to you find a nice it. woman, settle down, not stick his nose in black ops. But no, boy, don't listen. He never listens. All right, you got it. Uh, Andrew, what do they see as you walk in? Alright, uh, in walks a, um, he's a human, he's in his mid-twenties, he's wearing a trench coat, he just has kind of ordinary clothes on, the kind of person you just overlook on the street, uh, clean cut, his hair is kind of parted down the middle and, uh, slicked to the sides. He looks around and says, uh, we really gotta work on how you call me, you have my number, but... He sits at the table. He's just kind of happy for the work and uh, looks around and reluctantly takes just a little bit of food, stares at the rest of the group, trying to figure out what exactly he's being called in for. This hey, time. man, what's up? He uh, just head nods over to her and uh, waits for his instructions. Uh, yes, I... I- I would call, but uh, I don't do technology. It's so impersonal. That's why I have you, yes? He nods. That is his thing and why people bring him in. Re- regardless, the the issue, my son, he is being held in a facility not far from the center of the city. Uh, she waves a hand and almost like a holographic image sort of appears dancing with like uh, shifting colors and, and light and above the table, above the meal. Uh, and she points, it's like a map of the city. And she points to what is ostensibly, anybody who's spent any time here would know is the cemetery. Uh, one of the oldest in the entirety of the world. Uh, it is largely home to most druids in the area. Uh, They tend to spend a lot of time there since it is one of the largest green spaces in any of the current UCAS space. Uh, They have place hidden inside uh, this mausoleum, but not mausoleum. It's big. has a giant sundial that there's a doorway in. They have, and she sort of waves her hand, and it sort of zooms in almost. Sort of, the light coalesces and and reforms into this image. Uh, They have sentry. She points at the statues. Not stone. They machine. And she waves a hand, and it sort of zooms in a little bit more. And you see a picture of Vinny, uh, the flower, the minotaur that hired you on your last job, uh, sitting at a table, uh, chained to the table and the chair, bloody and beaten uh, and looking way worse for wear. One of his horns is cracked. Uh, His nose ring has been ripped out. Uh, His shirt has been torn open, and it looks like there is jumper cables stereotypically clamped to his chest. He, He in pain, I feel. I feel him, and she points to her chest where her heart would be. It hurt when they hurt my boy. 
I don't know how many there. They they are very good at warding. My sight limited. I can only see him because blood. I cannot see through his eyes, though. I don't care how you get him back. I don't care if you burn it to the ground. But I will have my boy back, yes? Sounds she looks, like a plan. She looks at everybody. Fix is just grinning. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's bad. No, not okay. Hey, and please tell angry one of what happened. I mean no disrespect and please convey apology. Angry one? Oh, oh yes. One he, of our... He's a little hot. She. Oh. She. She. Sorry. She. Okay. She. She didn't really like being pulled in here like this. No. She, she's, she's not bad. Okay. Let's see what's wrong with being here. Free food. Free... Ooh, biscuits. <laughs> Jeez, biscuits. Starts eating it. Please take take plate with go. No, no, no worries. This is nothing. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, she opens the door, and you see the, the 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 light sort of shining through very brightly. You you are free to go when when please. When you have boy, you are free of space. Think my name. I will hear it. Baba Yaga knows all. And she gently nods. And she turns, gets away, get up from the table, turn away, and walks through uh, a doorway at the, the other end into darkness, leaving you in the feast hall. Right. So, who are the rest of y'all? I know him. She kind of, like, cocks a thumb at, uh, Oh my gosh! What's Cliff. your what's your ca- Cliff at Cliff? Just like I know him, kind of. He raises a finger and waves. Rest of you don't know, but Mama pulled you in. Then you gotta be good. So what's your name? What's your story? Where do we meet up? Don't talk all at once. Val has, like, stuffed one of those biscuits in her mouth, and it's kind of like, um, um. <laughs> Good, huh? <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna be kidnapped, this isn't bad. Um, like, like she's, like, hastily swallowed it, and, um, I'm Val. We were in the first half of this horrible adventure, and, uh, I, I guess we gotta finish it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, her kid's kind of um, a handful sometimes, always getting into trouble. This isn't the first time we've uh, been called in. So uh, I'm going to walk out that door, and I'm not going to be here, and I'm probably not going to be where you're at. So do we want to, you know, find a place to meet up, or do we just want to meet up at the drop point where... 
Uh, everything's gonna go down. I'll suggest a place that's kind of somewhere between my place and where we where we're headed. That's kind of like seems safe, like out of the way. We could meet up without really being observed, maybe. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of little places like that that you could call out. So you could pick an arbitrary one, uh, whatever you want to call it, and it exists. Uh, it could be a little hole in the wall coffee shop. It could be whatever you want. Oh yeah, like a whole coffee shop kind of diner sort of thing. Good sure. Know that in the far future, there is still going to be coffee shop. Oh yeah, no, the world runs on coffee. Doesn't matter what age it is. Hmm. What about you two? She kind of like wags her finger at Corey and Gib. Hi, I'm uh, Bananas. I'm going to say between mouthfuls of the food, I'm going to keep stuffing things into my pockets here, too. Bananas. I like it. And you? I'm Rosie. Rosie? Rosie. I kind of make things out of thin air. You got more name than that. Uh, Rosie. Okay. (laughs) Right now. It's Rosie. All right, Rosie. I'm Slink Bixby. You can call me Bix. Everybody else does. This is Cliff. Cliff, say hi. He waves again. He says, yeah, they just bring me in to get past uh, encryption on a computer. And he nods. That's about it. That's all anyone ever brings me in for. And if he can't get past something, I can get past something. Usually doors. So I guess this really isn't a dream. And she no. looks at the food on the table. Okay, so grab I a biscuit quick. Suppose I should take something to eat. <laughs> Make sure you grab one of the biscuits. Fix is just like stuffing biscuits into her bag. <laughs> I mean, this is <laughs> like she's at Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> this this is better than anything I have to eat at my place. So yeah. I don't know if this is real food that we're really eating, but... Oh, yeah. No, it's real. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll meet you guys at the coffee shop. She slings her bag over her over her shoulder, stands up, kind of goes, and uh, lowers the sunglasses, walks out the door. All right. And you're back at wherever place you were before this. Um, does everybody else leave? Or do y'all uh, Val's gonna Val's gonna grab a drink and another one of those biscuits and head back out. Okay. Anybody else sticking around, or is everybody basically taking the cue and leaving? Yeah, taking the cue, filling up my pockets with food, and leaving. Okay. Awesome. As everybody, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, he's just gonna eat real quick and then head on out. As you exit the door, uh, you actually wake up back in your bodies. Uh, For those of you that stuffed food in your pockets, you have food in your pockets. For those of you that were carrying a glass of booze, you have a glass of booze. Uh, The food translated with you. It is very real uh, as far as that goes. But you, for those of you that were in Val's place, you do wake up there. uh, And Tia would actually start seeing everybody start to stir and wake up. And it's almost as if... Uh, if they were carrying anything out of there, it's almost like as if it materializes in their hands or on their persons uh, in that same multicolored shifting light 
uh, that was described earlier. How does she plan to get you killed? And what was what was the name of the guy we're rescuing again? It's already slipped my mind. Vin- Vinny the Flower. Yeah, the uh, the Minotaur that hired you guys on the first job. Uh, well, Vinny has apparently gotten himself kidnapped, and uh, she wants us to rescue him. Or she wants you to get killed trying. However, you will get killed trying because you have no self-preservation instincts whatsoever. I like to think I have some self-preservation instincts, but Vinny was looking... This place would tend to indicate that you have some, but when you're actually in the field, you don't, you lose them. <laughs> Listen, Vinny was looking into the stuff that we found. I don't care what Vinny was doing. Are you? Did you accept her deal? I mean, whatever y'all are doing, I'm going to go check this out. I feel... I'm not ex- responsible for it, but this is crap we started. So you accepted the deal. Did the rest of you accept the deal? I'm looking to all of them. She had some, uh, you know, she offered us some pretty good reward. A boon. Yeah. So nothing concrete. She didn't tell you what she'd give you. She just offered you a boon and told you to do something ridiculously dangerous that she, despite the ability to pull you out of your own body, doesn't feel capable of doing herself. Is that what we're going with? So you're going with I it mean, too. With, with that way, yeah. and you're you're going like with it. Fun. I t- I turn to uh, so that's that's uh bananas and Val. I turn to uh, Duluth. Was that Rosie? Rosie. Rosie. Rosie Duluth. Is that your name? Rosie, Rosie Duluth. Duluth. Yes. Rosie Duluth. I turn to you. And did you accept the deal? I did not say yes or no. Are you going to go do this? The chances of coming back alive are very slim. But yes. I don't are the three of you doing else to do? Are the three of you are going to go do this. I that means I... two other people in the, the room. I don't care. We about have that. some help. I made a deal with him, and I'm referring to Vinny here, when this all started, that I would keep this group of people alive. So if you're going to go do something ridiculously dangerous, I'm going to go so that you don't end up dead. Well... But I'll be up front right now. I don't trust that woman. I don't believe a word she says. She is using you because she can't do it herself. And she has absolutely no loyalty to you. You know, I I got that just listening to her. Um, At this point, I go back and pull the bottle that I was drinking before out and begin drinking from it again. Tell me when we're leaving. Okay. It's about this time, the uh, girl on the couch, as you guys are discussing and uh tia's voice is a little little loud probably a little bit louder than intended uh she sort of stirs and sleepily wakes up and kind of just turns around and stares at all of you from the couch and blinks you all see it 
Oh, hi. H- hello. I did not have a plan for this part of the situation. Um, hello. Hi. Where am I? You're with friends. When were you born? 1996. <laughs> so it's like what, 2050, 2060? What year is it? 2070. Okay. Congratulations. You look really good for 80 years old. Thank thank you? It's 2070. Oh. We just pulled you out of an old place, some kind of lab. Do you remember being at a lab? I I remember. You remember. I remember men in cloaks. They took me and it it's very hazy. I, I it and she like sits up very slowly and she, she's clutching the the cloak to her. The cloak we have her in is one of the clo- cloaks or not? Is it just a cloak? Randomly? It's just it's just a cloak that uh, Marley had. Marley's still here. Yeah, she's sitting very intently watching what's going on. I gotta keep these idiots alive. Can you watch her? She nods. I'm not not letting her be by herself. This seems a good enough place to hold up. Marley, I respect. Yeah, you two, uh, you two have an understanding. The girl looks at everybody. You're not gonna hurt me, right? If I was gonna hurt you, I would have left you floating in a tank. In a lab full of crazy bug monsters. I, I wouldn't have wasted my oh. time pulling you out of that if I was going to hurt you at that point. So the bugs are real then? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I do more drinking at this point. Well, th- thank you. She, she seems very uncertain and she just keeps looking at everybody, like one to the other. And she's sort of like honkers down into the cloak a little bit more and wraps it around herself and almost like a a very small child would at the uh what size is she uh she's a medium human she's probably about five foot three Did somebody does anybody here have any clothes that would fit yeah uh, Val, Val's gonna go I mean she has like she has a change of clothes here she has yeah yeah she's going to go and find something that's going to at least vaguely fit her yeah, you can find some sweats and some stuff that, you know, comfort clothes still exist in this world, so you can find stuff that can be a little bit baggy, but will fit her. And she, uh, she, as you hand her the clothes, she gets up and shuffles off into uh, the bathroom, essentially, and changes. And she comes out, and her hair is pulled back. Uh, it's long and dark. Her skin is very, very pale now that you can see she's... Uh, got a little bit more of her face showing. It's almost like this. It's almost like the pallor of death. But you know, Tia, you held her. She's very much alive. Uh, you can. You were able to feel the pulse and the life energy going through her. Uh, but she is almost like alabaster skin. Um, her eyes are dark in seeking. They're they're very deep brown, almost black, and it almost looks like her eyes are fully dilated. Uh, except if you look very very closely, you can see that. The, the iris and uh, separation 
uh, between the people in the iris. And she just kind of looks at everybody again, and she just nods and... Thank you. I don't know how I can repay you yet. But thank you. The, the undead dragon we freed last time, he meant, did he mention being her father? That's what I recall. He did. He said uh, well, he, he said his kin. Kin of his blood. He didn't, so we don't know if he's he's a relative of some kind. You know that they're related in some manner. Uh, you know what? Actually, as you are talking about it, do you say anything out loud about that? Uh, I'll say, well, we met, uh, Xanatar after we rescued you, and he granted us a boon for what we did. I don't think we need any payment. She shudders at the name, uh... And, Rosie, that book you still have on you, uh, I want you to make a mind check. You gotta put that R slash R in front of it. I do know how to do this, don't I? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> that is a success. That's a that seven. is That's a seven. That's a good. That's a success. Uh, the book actually feels like it's vibrating in your coat pocket. Uh, do you take it out and, and take a look at it? Well, yeah. I'm gonna pull it out and as you, as you do, it levitates just a little bit off your hand and sort of opens on its own accord and shuffles to a page uh, that looks like it is two dragons circling each other. Uh, and it almost looks like a blood ritual between the two of them distilling down into a human form. Uh, guys, um, come look at this. To anybody else that goes and takes a look at it, it looks just like gibberish to you. You actually can't make anything out of it. Uh, it looks like that big blocky script that you saw all over the vault before uh, at the Janus facility uh, that nobody else could really understand, but Rosie seems to be able to uh, to read. It's a magic book. We can't read magic, it. Magic is not my thing. Okay, so when I hear that, I will describe to them what I see. Yeah, so she describes that image to you, um, and you see the girl sort of, like, takes one of her arms and wraps it around herself across her chest and sort of, like, hugs herself tight and just kind of looks down. Do you I take it this makes sense to you? And she nods very solemnly. Okay, you're nodding to having a name, or you're nodding to the part where I asked you if this made sense to you? That... It... it that's she looks up and that's how I was born. I remember that. But the name thing? I was never given one. Fantastic. You know, I liked it better when I knew who was trying to kill me. 
you know, it's safer. It's safer if you just assume someone is always out to get you. The point is, someone is always out to get me, and I knew who they were. Now, there's more people, and I don't know who they are or where they are. Not an upgrade. And with that, unless there's anything specific, we'll say that the conversation carries on through the evening into the early morning, uh, where you are starting to get ready to meet up with your two new compatriots. Um, is there anything else you want to accomplish tonight or any other conversations you want to have before we switch to the scene? Going no, once. No. Okay. Uh, daylight comes and you can see the sun start to stream into uh, the windows of Val's space, uh, giving the room much more warmth than it had the night before. Uh, you can see the deep colors of the carpet and the furniture and the faux wood paneling that Val's put up. Uh, it makes it look almost like this homely den. Uh, and it's almost like a very beautiful scene out of an old pictogram. Uh, or old hollow sphere that you've seen a couple times before with the sun rising over a city. And it almost looks as if there's no filth, uh, no decay, no uh, horribleness to the city in that, that pure dawn's light. Uh, and you look over out of Val's window and you see sort of all the, the night folk start to head home. Uh, downtown starts to clear out. Uh, you can see the residential areas start to wake up as people start to leave their houses to go to their day jobs uh, in their fine suits or corporate attire. Uh, and as the city sort of comes to a different type of life than what you are used to seeing in the nighttime in the shadows, uh, it almost feels wholesome. If it wasn't for the fact that you knew exactly how much bullshit happens in this city. So you guys can head out to the little coffee shop. Uh, it is just basically called The Beanery. Uh, it is a small place in the north of the city, uh, not too far away from where that cemetery is. Uh, and it's a smaller place, has 13 tables, uh, 13 columns, uh, and a very old man working as the barista there. And you see your two new compatriots sitting at a table in the far back as Cliff and Bixby uh, are just kind of sitting there having their uh, caffeinated beverages waiting for you to arrive. Bix glances up like mid-sentence and kind of cocks her head, kind of nod hello. Cliff just gives a little wave. Uh, Val, Val will wave and then go over to see about coffee. Yeah, anything you want, they can make. Uh, it's basically a synth coffee shop, so whatever you want, uh, the barista can make. It has one of those big, like, soup tureen things full of coffee. <laughs> like, the, the big coffee cups? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. The it's big cappuccino cups. Yeah. yeah, it's full of coffee, creamer. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> She's polishing it off. So yeah, you guys send Bowie over to get me a coffee. Yeah, Bowie walks over. It seems like he's able to converse with the old man behind the counter just fine. Uh, and he walks over almost like a an old style waiter with his hand supporting a giant cup, just like Bix has, uh, but almost carrying it like 
a waiter tray uh, and like presents it to you all proper like. And as soon as he hands it to you, his arm twitches uh, just at the split second before it would have dumped it all over you. You're fine. You grab the coffee cup before it goes over. Uh, and Bowie just kind of smiles. Bix lifts her sunglasses and kind of looks at the monkey and goes, that's wild. That yours? Yeah, this is Bowie. He's a, he's a good boy. Yo, Bowie. Stop. Hey. He, uh, he takes off his little gladiator hat you. and tips it at you. I don't know you. And she points at Tia. What does Tia look like? Uh, about, I'll just freaking admit it right now. Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's oh, what okay. <laughs> okay. All right. In fact, as this is all going on, I turn to the man behind the counter and go, do you have Uzo? Yeah, he pours you some Uzo. He's pouring it from something? Yep. I take the thing he is pouring it from. He, he, yeah, he's, he's okay with that. Yeah. I also take the thing he poured it into and drink that, and then I leave. I walk over to the table they're at. I'm like, no. I decided I didn't like the way I was invited. Oh. Yeah, Mama's a little forward. Sometimes. Cliff is also relieved that there's some muscle in the group. And muscle it is. Uh, Tia definitely radiates a certain quiet energy uh, that just screams capable. So Vix just kind of looks up at her and goes, you're big. I like you. And then goes back to her coffee. <laughs> well, I'll, give, I'll tell you now my one rule. Yeah? Everybody gets to do one stupid thing. Uh, see, I, I guess that's yours. Good. Well, you just did. Oh. Trust me, liking me is definitely not your smartest move. Okay. Gosh, she's a big old softie on the inside once you get to know her. I give sure. him a look. I, 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 just, I just give him a look, and then I can I have just drinking. spit my tea all over the table. <laughs> the old is man. There even, like, is there actually enough room to sit here? Yeah. There, the okay. table's big enough for everybody to sit with room to spare. Uh, just a moment. My iPad has now decided it that. wants to play. Could you try again? <laughs> the old man walks over and cleans up the, the tea spill from uh, Rosie's uh, spit take. Alright, so what are you guys doing? Let's talk about bananas. where we're going. I look at bananas and say the only thing soft are her innards. They're, they're on the inside, yeah told you where, so where are we going mausoleum in the middle Val's of kind the... of cliff in your in your downtime you would have already been able to pull up a schematic essentially of the rough area uh, not inside the facility obviously but you have a map of the city that you can zero in okay then from his trench coat he pulls out like a electronic device that shows the area and the grid and Shows the uh, cemetery area where they are. And you'll see pretty much exactly the type of scene that uh, we described for them, except instead of being in the harsh light of arcane magic, uh, it is in the harsh light of hologram, uh, where the entire area is mapped out exactly the same. You can see the guardians on the hologram. They look like they would have been naturally part of the architecture. Uh, and unless somebody pointed them out to you, you would be hard pressed to understand or notice that they would definitely be something that could come alive, uh, or at least function and smash you. Um, 
you do see the the area that was pointed out uh, and you do see where there is a very well hidden entrance uh, at the northernmost point of the sundial that's where we need to go that's where they got him Bix looks around. Is there anybody else in the coffee shop, or is it just them? Uh, just you and the old man, and you know the old man. Okay. He uh, he's the one Pets that originally. Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. Joseph originally put you in contact with Mama way back when. <laughs> Joseph is cool. All right. Uh, so how do we want to do this? Is there any kind of back way in? I haven't seen any. Cliff, have you found anything in there? And that schematic thing, she kind of pokes the hologram. Anything in there? A different entrance? He um, can bring up different angles of the schematic. Is there anything he should roll for that? Or Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and make what you, your uh, highest stat is your synth, right? Uh, mind. Mind? That would actually fit better because you're doing basically research. So why don't you go ahead and make a research check using mind? That is a very good roll for those at home. Uh, he, Andrew has rolled an 11. Uh, so this is a situation where you can ask, uh, I basically answer your question and you can have anything from a list of follow-up as well. So your specific question is, can you see an alternate way in? Um, unless you want to phrase it different. Is Yeah, so is there uh, an alternate way in? And then the follow-up question is, is it uh, safer and more accessible than that first way in that has the, um, the guards? Okay. So one of the things you know, and Bix, you can help with this because you are definitely an infiltration specialist. Uh, something that's built underground has to have ventilation. It has to. There is no way around that. It doesn't matter who you are or what you are. There needs to be some form of airflow. Which means there's got to be vents somewhere. So you start looking around and you notice that there are a couple points sort of a little too geometrically perfectly placed from where the sundial is. They're hidden. They look almost like smaller mausoleums, but they look like they have uh, almost like that steel grating in front of them. uh, That looks like you could see into them. It doesn't look like it has a completely sealed off area. But there's no markings on them whatsoever. They are completely plain, completely devoid of any symbology or name, and are very out of place in this, where even the the headstones from the 1800s that still exist here still have legible names on them. I mean, we could maybe squeak in through there, but, uh, I mean, I could fit in. I don't know about all of us, and I look at Tia. <laughs> Some of those vents, they get pretty tight. I'm surprisingly flexible. Ah, okay. Well, we could. We could go in through the vent system if we wanted I, to. My thoughts are quite simple in that I do not foresee this group getting past multiple killer robots without somebody getting killed. I yeah, mean, no I'd offense. like to avoid the killer robots. That'd be no, good. No offense, but... Marley isn't here, and Marley is the only one I would actually have trusted to help me fight those things. 
the rest of you, that's not your thing, and that's not a problem, but I'd like to avoid them if possible. I mean, I'm a quick shot, but big killer robots, not really my style. Uh, yeah, all we're right. good with little killer robots. And Bowie kind of, like, giggles, almost? Like this robotic burbling giggle when you say that? yes that is perfect thank you matt (laughs) yeah that is exactly the sound you hear come out of bowie wow uh so yeah it looks like we've got what there's two different sets right yeah there's two different sets looks like one is uh, a little bit further east and the other one is west uh from where it is probably about 75-ish feet from the outside of where the sundial is. Both of them, are they equidistant? Roughly. Okay. Maybe give or take a foot or two. East, west, you guys got a preference, or should we flip a coin? Which one has got better better coverage from line of sight from the sundial area? Is that a way to determine that? You take a look at it, and as uh, Cliff sort of spins everything around, uh, you kind of zoom in and out. It looks like the one on the west has probably the most coverage. It looks like it has a row of trees that sort of block it off from main road view. Uh, And it looks like there's a path that goes right by the east entrance, just a little bit over or down below a hill behind it. So while you didn't catch it at first... As he's spinning, you happen to notice that the gradient goes down, and you see sort of like just the barest hint of like a man-made walkway. Uh, so it seems like the west entrance would probably be your safest bet for coverage. I'd point that out. West it is, then. Alright. Got any prep work you guys need to do before we head out? I still have to finish this bottle. Oh, well, yeah, I mean... And and as you are finishing that bottle, it is exceptionally rich. The flavor of anise is perfectly balanced. Uh, It is almost as if it was steeped in it specifically for you. Uh, It is it is glorious. My mother would have liked this. Joe's got good coffee too, but uh, I'm I'm sure whatever that is you're drinking is probably great. Everything he does is great. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Can I get a cinnamon roll to go? Of course. Thanks. He, he brings you you. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, but he does bring a very large cinnamon roll that looks like it is nice and fresh from today's baked goods. Be good, chap. Thanks. Dashes it in her bag. <laughs> That's for later. And he just kind of nods, and he walks over to the uh, front of the store, turns off the open sign, locks the door, uh, walks to the back. As he he sees you guys are basically getting ready to move, uh, and opens up a hidden panel that shifts a section of the back wall open and leads you directly to the back alley uh, that is well shielded from basically any viewpoint uh, where there is a set of vehicles waiting for you at your choice. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. Uh, I guess let's head out. 
Are you guys going to go straight there? Is there anything you want to do before you start heading to the the area, or no? I have nothing planned. How much money do I have? Do I have like enough money to go to an electronics place and get some decent upgrades, or not Oh yeah, you, well you guys all got paid uh, 5,000 New Yen on the last job, so you got money. Cool. Then I need to stop at an upgrade spot. Okay, what are, you look- what are you looking for I specifically? I want to get like uh, a little shield thing that I can trigger so that to protect Bowie. Uh, you want to try to like a kinetic shield almost, like to keep him from getting crushed again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's make an assess roll for me, please. That would be your edge. Oh. <laughs> well, you rolled a 26 on a d26. Uh, <laughs> successful. Uh, you can actually find. Uh, not exactly a shield per se, like it's not something that's going to spring to life, uh, but you can find ex- what is essentially a uh, kinetic reactive coating uh, that you can put on his outside. It will reduce the amount of crushing damage he takes by one level. Cool. So he won't be crushed immediately unless it's really, really big. Uh, anything else anybody wants to do? I don't really know what my options would be for spending all of this new yen I have. Literally anything you can think of, because this is a city where almost everything is available. If you wanted to buy a third arm, you could buy a third arm. (laughs) That's too many options, Joe! Spoil for choice. Alright, I'll just go down the line, and then if there's anything you want to do beforehand, let me know. Uh, Anne? Uh, do I have a lockpick kit? Oh yeah. Like anything? Okay, so I got that already. R- rule of cool. We we operate on the hero principle. If it's basic uh, stuff, you have it. Okay, so I got that. Got my cinnamon roll. Got some extra biscuits even. So um, I'm good. Okay, Deb. Um, all I've been doing is paging through this book, um, which periodically I pick it up and turn it around and show everybody who gives me these really blank stares, so obviously nobody else can see what I'm seeing. Can Vix um, read the book, or no? No. You're not okay. magical. Okay. Um, the only thing I want is a denim, black denim jacket that has a multiple multiplicity of pockets that, uh, that have zippers on them. Easily enough done. Uh, you can find what is ostensibly referred to jokingly as a coat of holding. Uh, it is literally just a jacket that has tons and tons of pockets with zippers on it. And, and kind of the, the, I think I want cargo pants with, um, I don't know if I was wearing cargo pants. Did we specify what we had on before? Cargo pants with um, a multiplicity of pockets, except those snap. Um, because I think I was carrying a backpack, and I want to get rid of the backpack and put everything on my person. Okay. Easily. You that's, can now... Uh, that's, all I, that's all I want. I've put, um, I picked up fruit. I, I snatched fruit off of the table. I'm not interested in biscuits. I have apples and grapes and pears and that type of stuff. 
You are you are well prepared for scurvy. You're good. You bet that no scurvy isn't going to get anywhere near me. <laughs> okay, uh, so Deb is taken care of. Uh, Liz, can I get something that would like obscure vision, like a like a smoke bomb or something high tech like that, to where did like if we're spotted, we could just do a thing and like. Yeah, run easily. away very bravely. Yeah, you can actually pick up a, a, a couple what are essentially called chaff grenades. Uh, it is a combination flashbang, uh, particle disbursement, and smoke bomb. Uh, so you can try to use it to evade from electronic and visual detection uh, long enough for you to get around. Uh, you can pick up three of them rather rather easily. It'll cost you about 1,500 New Yen, so that's not too bad. Um, and the place you get it from it doesn't really... They're very discreet about it, uh, and you've you've done business here before. It's a small arms dealer uh, that keeps the good stuff in the back room. So you you grab a couple of those, no problem. All right, uh, Andrew, anything you want to grab or do? He has what he needs for hacking. He's full of caffeine, so he's ready to go. Wonderful. And then Matt, uh, we already talked a little bit, but you're looking for specifically that. Anything else? No, uh, she'd want them to be the Medicaid variety, the Greek variety. Mm-hmm. So they'd be leather. They'd be like leather strips, rawhide. They'd go up to like a uh, bronze around the the actual, literally bronze knuckles under under the uh, <clears throat> under the leather. Yep, you actually are able to find a small shop uh, that has everything they need to make exactly those. Uh, it only takes them about an hour to put it together, uh, and it'll uh, give you an additional harm on any punching that you do. Right. They, I want to make sure that they're made of those materials because they need to work with my yes abilities. So it, the the place you go is a place you've been before. They are very familiar with your particular needs, so they they accomplish also, that no problem. I also want a copus that I can basically smuggle under my jacket. Yeah, uh, not not for additional damage, just because I think corpuses are cool. Okay, uh, easily enough. Uh, do you want it also made out of bronze material? Uh, yeah, definitely will be a bronze blade because again, I want it to work with my abilities. I don't want it to to be like modern tool steel or anything like that. Is too it's not magical enough. Yeah, you you can spend a, a good amount of, of money on a decent one that looks like it's been hand tooled in the old way. Uh, it looks like it is made out of uh, the pure uh, bronze that you would expect. Uh, finely crafted, a piece of almost artwork, uh, but easily enough for you to find. You know exactly where to look for that. Yeah, that, those two things. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, so you guys take off after getting everything that you need, a little prep work. It's about mid-afternoon by the time everybody is done doing their their legwork. Uh, the city has sort of moved into its daytime rhythm. There's not a lot of people on the street. Uh, you do pass some of the smaller shop areas uh, with people coming back and forth from doing normal everyday shopping, whether it's groceries or clothing or whatever, the, whatever case. Uh, as you make your way northbound, you do start approaching what is ostensibly the cemetery. This is Forest Lawn Cemetery, one of the oldest in the country. Uh, it is massive and ringed in with gigantic walls of steel. Uh, there are entrances made into it 
uh, at several locations and you can drive in without problem. It is a very common place for people to go, whether they are mourning or uh, several weddings take place here. And there is a gigantic druid grove in the smack dab center. Uh, you can make your way over towards that area where you found the cover of the trees. And you can pull right into there, and it's convenient enough that the van you are in uh, can be shielded. And you can you see that inside is almost like one of those old-school World War II-style uh, camo netting things that you can throw over it to help obscure it even more. Uh, but you guys have made it here. Nobody seems to have bothered you. Nobody seems to notice. Uh, and even though you're, we'll say that you're on edge because you're prepared for this type of stuff, you don't notice any sentries. Uh, and in particular, uh, Deb and Bananas would be looking for this as well as Val. You don't see any observational equipment. Uh, so nothing looks like cameras or anything in this immediate facility. How do you guys proceed? Do I hear anything? I've got like cyber ears that could pick up things. Nothing unnatural. So you hear natural wildlife. There are actual birds. Uh, you can hear uh, the munching of grass and leaves. It looks like there are some uh, deer not too far off that you can pinpoint with your ears. I'm not uh, picking up any radio frequencies or anything like that. Nothing outside of your personal bubble of people here. Okay. All right. I have... Um... Go ahead. Uh, Val has... Sorry. Uh, Val has cyber eyes that are thermographic. Do I see any, like, heat signatures that look odd? Why, yes, you do. Uh, as you get closer to the, the, towards the mausoleum, the small section of mausoleum, you notice that its ambient temperature is different, uh, than the area. Like, you look at some of the other ones and they're all what you would expect. They, they match sort of the, uh, ambient temperature of the of the the area, but these ones are slightly warmer. Uh, you believe that the assessment of Tia and Cliff and Bix is correct, and this is probably a ventilation area, probably an exhaust, to be in specific. I will say as much to everyone else. Cool. Fix is going to go looking for it. All right. Uh, you can actually go up. The The gate looks like it is solidly set into the stone. You don't see any obvious hinges or anything like that. Are you doing anything in particular with your skill set uh, to try to get in there? Is it locked? Uh, you don't see an obvious lock, but you also don't see any obvious hinges. Mm. That's interesting. Is there anything electronic around it? Not that you can see. Does it slide? Like, is it like a pocket door type thing where it slides in, or let's let's go ahead and do an assess check for anybody who's looking. This will be your edge. Seven. Ooh, yeah, Cliff. Eleven. Cliff is going to be the uh, good, the all star. It seems right now. Uh, 
Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. So with Assess, you get to ask three questions from a list of questions. I'm going to read them off to you, and you can tell me what you want to pick from there. Uh, the options are, what potential complication do I need to be wary of? What do I notice despite an effort to conceal it? How is blank vulnerable to me? How can I avoid trouble or hide here? What is my best way in, way out, way past? Where do I gain the most advantage? Who or what is my biggest threat in this situation? Who or what is in control here? Okay, so definitely the best way in is the first question I want to ask. So the gate is definitely going to be the weakest point. It looks like the stone is solidly constructed, uh, and it looks very, very real. The way that the gate is set in, while it is probably going to be very difficult, at least to get in, from this point, it'll be easier than the other sides or the top of it. This is definitely the best way in. All right. That's how you get past it. That wasn't a specific question, but can I then ask how we get past that since it's set in and looking solid? Okay. Uh, like how we do it, because I mean, all I have is. Um, computers and so far it didn't look like there was anything electronic on it but I don't know between our muscle and our I don't know magic and weapons and stuff what we have that we can get past that solid stone so I guess that would fall under what do I notice despite an effort to conceal it would probably be the best question to ask out of that then okay okay so you actually start looking around because there has to be a way and there has to be a way to open this. They wouldn't just set this and not be able to maintenance uh, check this particular event because if something gets in, it looks like it's pretty, pretty wide open to the elements. Uh, even though you look and you can see a little stone uh, dais in the center where they probably would put like a monument. Uh, but you can feel the breeze sort of coming in and out of this, this area. Uh, you look around and you notice... A little bit off to the side is a a tree that isn't moving in the wind uh, as you would expect. It's stiff. And you move over to it and you wrap on it and it is very clearly made out of metal. You look around a little bit more and you see an access panel and you pop it open. And you have a lovely interface that you can interact with. And I guess, right since I have three questions right before I jack into that, I should ask, what is a, a threat that I should be concerned with? The fact that there is no overt uh, security out here, no sentries, no uh, observational or, or anything like that, has you a little bit on edge. So you're wary because if they don't have anything watching it, there has to be something making this in particular secure or more secure in a way that they wouldn't worry too much about it. Okay. And I guess going against my uh, better judgment here, since I don't see anything else, I'm going to back into that. All right, now this is going to be one of the first times we get to see the Matrix, because we finally have a computer hacker type person. Uh, Cliff, as you break out your deck uh, and you start to jack in, uh, let's go ahead and make a synth check for me, because you are making your login. Okay. 
Seven. Oh, right. So you managed to jack in, and we're going to deal with the repercussions of the roll because it is a success, but not a resounding success. Uh, the world sort of fades away from you in almost like a scene out of uh, Tron would be the most accurate representation I can give. Uh, you almost feel yourself digitizing and flowing into the world. You know this because you live this every day of your life. The Matrix is everywhere. It is this existence layered on top of reality where the communication grid of the entire world is woven into a reality that is very much like the real world but so much more fantastical and that's saying something because you hang out with an elf uh the world is almost like a wireframe version of itself as you sort of emerge into the matrix with bright lights. And as you look up, you see uh, data spheres flying from one point to another on almost like a perfect gridded pattern. The grass beneath your feet is still there. It's just very bright blue uh, and it doesn't wave so much as crunch. And as you step on it, sort of digitize into pixels. Uh, and when you step off of it, it forms back into itself. Uh, the tree that you reject into is there as well. Uh, you see the panel, you see everything, and you turn around and you see almost an imprint where all of your traveling companions are. Because as this is exactly like reality uh, to you, everything leaves an impression as it moves through sort of the matrix, as it leaves sort of waves. Not everything can interact with it, but everything can be at least perceived here. You look back towards the mausoleum, and that's where you see the guardians are stationed. Uh, they don't look big. They look almost like small, tiny gargoyles uh, in digital form sitting to either side of the entrance. So now, with your login roll, you're going to have to make a choice of what happens here. Uh, there are four things that could have possibly gone wrong with your jacket because it wasn't completely smooth. You could have triggered a passive trace, which means that my moves against you in the Matrix are at a plus one for at least the initial engagement. Two, the ice system has been activated. And ice is essentially, like, instead of being a firewall, uh, it's an ice wall. It is a security measure that most systems have in place. Uh, you can also choose that an alert has triggered, which advances what's called the mission clock. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, but for those of you at home, everything in this game operates on essentially a clock from zero to midnight. Uh, the closer you are to midnight, it's almost like those old crisis clocks. Uh, midnight's bad. You don't want to get there. Uh, missions and people have clocks for damage and how close to going sideways the mission is. We can move one on that advancement, uh, if that's what you so choose. Uh, or you can choose that your access is restricted, giving you a minus one ongoing while you are jacked in this session. So which of those four would you like to pick? And I'm going to give you the choice. Uh, let's take the ice attack. Okay. So... You start moving forward in your virtual form towards these gargoyles, moving in assured steps that you have made a million times before with your avatar, and literally a wall made out of digital ice uh, shoots up in front of you, and you are going to have to try to get past it. Now, this is going to be what's called a melt ice check uh, if you are trying to get around it, so you are going to need to make an edge check for me, please. 
And I believe your deck gives you a plus one to this, so... waiting on that roll there okay so I, I was just making sure so you think it's plus two instead of plus one for edge Cor correct oops uh you smash into the wall certain that you can break through this you've you've busted through ice a million times before this is routine for you this is something that should be no problem whatsoever but as you hit that wall it is solid. It is absolutely rock solid. And now I get to choose an action. The ice is what we are calling blue ice. There are several different colors. There's blue, red, and black. Uh, blue is essentially an alert system. You trigger an alarm somewhere. You can feel it. You know you did it. You can't hear it immediately, and in meat space, nothing really is, is happening to sort of indicate that there's an alarm been triggered. But the wall fades away, and both gargoyles snap their attention to you. And now, in the real world, as well as in the Matrix, you see coalescing in front of you what wasn't there before. You are confident that you did not see this before. But stone almost comes off of the mausoleum and forms into these two small impish gargoyle-like figures and lunge towards you. And we are now in combat. And we are going to go from the top down on my list here. And you get to tell me what you do. Uh, unless you have something specific you want to do. There is no initiative in this game system. Basically, players get to decide when they go against each other, essentially. So, so we see him... I want to be certain on, on what what I physically see. He he's jacked. Him, he's he jacked into the tree. Himself into the into the tree. Mm -hmm. And so now we see these gargoyles coming at us. Yep. Okay. That is exactly what you see. So he wants to go first. And they're okay. made of rock. They're made of rock. Um. I guess I'll shoot it. <laughs> can I do that? Uh, you absolutely can. Uh, that's going to be a mix it up, so that's going to be a meat check. A meat check. Okay. I have no meat. Nine. Still good. Still good uh, option there. Uh, so you can go ahead and. I was going to use my silenced SMG. Perfect. Uh, you managed to deal harm to one of them, no problem. Uh, you are fine. Like, the, okay. nothing nothing bad happens. Uh, there are no other repercussions, uh, but it is not exactly uh, spectacular either. You just manage to shoot one, and you see a few chunks of rock fall off of it. Yeah, I shoot the one that's, like, closest to us on the on the near side, not the far side one. So. Okay. Okay. That's, Who's next? That's all I'm doing. Uh, I'll go. TS snaps into the aggressive state. Actually, did I ever say I wasn't aggressive? You have not said you moved out of aggressive since last night. You're fine. Okay, so I'm still on aggressive. Um, whichever one's whichever one just got shot, I will. Um, hmm. Cold electricity or fire effects. 
I'm going to stick with the electricity effects. Um, so the backs of the knuckles where I got the new the new bronze uh, gauntlets crackle around my, my hand and I shoot forward, basically inter interpolating myself between the gargoyles and the people and I will lash out trying to smash it with my fists. Okay. Uh, so you can go ahead and make your mix-it-up roll. You get to use style or meat, whichever is higher, because you are an adept. Yeah, I mean, meat, my meat's a three, so... Uh, you blast this thing apart. As you make contact with the one that was shot, it was already starting to crack and splinter a little bit. You find that exact weak point uh, that Bix opened up. And as you make contact, you unleash the full intensity of your power into it. And it sort of shatters from the inside out. Uh, it does it in such a way that not only does it explode away from you, almost like a shotgun blast, uh, but it does crash in p bits and pieces of it into its compatriot, and it looks like it took a, a few chunks out of it as well. Uh, I then hold my hand up, like Bruce Lee and in, Enter in, the Dragon, and just do the two fingers, gesturing that it come at me. <laughs> because you have to once you've done that kind of oh, thing. Oh, of course, yeah. All right. Who's next? Big slips on glasses and goes, damn. Uh, how loud is my rifle? You don't know. You haven't fired it yet. I fired it before. I fired it last session a few times. Uh, in the middle of combat, we've, uh, uh... in a, an enclosed space where your compatriots, like Rosie, were throwing around gigantic pieces of arcane power. Uh... So you have no idea. You also didn't really specify a type other than physical damage last time. So are you trying the same thing, or are you trying to tell it to do something different? I will try to use it with, uh, like, electrical damage or lightning. Okay. So you can go ahead and make yourself a uh, mix-it-up check, and you get to use edge or meat, whichever is higher. That's a six. Okay, so you manage to take the shot, and as you call in that lightning, uh, it is ear-splittingly loud uh, <sighs> to the point where it is almost like uh, a thunderstorm is starting to brew. You are not sure how far that carried, but in this open space with no buildings around to muffle it, uh, you are fairly confident that it was heard for a while. It still makes contact, and it still does some harm, uh, but this thing is still up, and uh, yeah, you're not sure who else heard that. Alright, our next up, we have... Well, we have plenty of you, so... Who wants to go next? These are robots, right? You have no or idea. Or do they look more stone? Like, is there any interface on them that I can see or anything? Not that you can see, no. Then I'm just going to take a shot at the one that's still up with my pistol. Okay, go ahead and make your mix-it-up roll. Do I add anything to that? Uh, yours is linked, so I think you get to make it as a synth check. Let me double check. 
You do edge. You get to use edge or meat, whichever is higher. Nice. Uh, you make solid contact. Uh, this thing definitely looks like it is chewed on uh, as you essentially take your linked gun uh, and will it to fire. Makes a few uh, few glancing hits. You see more chunks of it fall off. Which now leaves us Rosie and Cliff. Rosie looks at her hands. <clears throat> looks up in the sky. Calls down a bolt of lightning. Okay. Go ahead and make me a wonderful, wonderful, I believe yours is touch. Touch check, please. That's a 10. That is a good roll. Uh, The sky darkens as you reach out to the primal forces of nature. You will that cloud, inspired by the sound of uh, Val's rifle crack. You're like, hey... A lightning storm would probably be a really good idea right now. Uh, And it starts to lightly rain as these clouds darken and form over. And just before this thing reaches you, you call down a bolt of lightning and a strike that shatters it into a million pieces, leaving a very small smoking crater where it once was standing. I got you, Val. Gotcha. And this leads us to Cliff. We're in the Matrix. You see these objects, these 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 constructs flicker, and it looks like they're losing some substance. They're not completely gone yet. And as they're charging you, they're charging your avatar. They f- meld into one weird amalgamation. Uh, so, what do you do? How do you combat them? All right. I see when I'm helping team members, I can use mine. Can I attack them, or what do I do with them? So with yours, you have a couple different options. Uh, so you are the hacker decker. Let me just rotate this thing or so I can firewall it. them. So you could try to deploy your own ice. You could try to deploy an ice breaker. You can program on the fly, which means you can create something uh, to combat them. So you could try to make your own construct and tell me what it looks like. Uh, Or you can try to uh, hijack the system and try to essentially dominate this like a warlock would a demon. Actually, can I do that to somehow use them to open up that gate that we need to? Yeah, that would be a manipulate system. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and I need you to make a... This is going to be a synth check. Um, so make that roll. Tell me what you get. That is not Again. very good. All right. This system is messed up my head. Oh. Very much so. Uh, this thing lunges at you. You try to wrestle control from the main system uh, and it shatters upon impact upon you. It looks like it was frail to begin with, but in the real world, you are going to suffer a single harm uh, as the biometric feedback from this thing shattering against your construct flows through your deck and into you. Uh, Your deck itself dampens most of that feedback, but not quite all of it. Uh, And you notice that your head's ringing just a little bit. You're not ejected from the system, 
but you are definitely hurt. Uh, and with that, combat sort of ends. Uh, and Cliff, you see that the stones where they were made from on that mausoleum uh, don't replace themselves. It looks like they were removed from the framework of that construct. Um, you see now that you can actually will this thing with your, now that the guardians are down and now that the ice has been melted, uh, you can essentially cause that door to open. And it doesn't require any rolls or anything like that. You do it no problem. Uh, you see it dissolve into pixels of dust, essentially. Uh, and you pull yourself out of the matrix after that, unless you're keeping yourself in for any reason. Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, you de-jack, you log out. Uh, those in the real world, as combat sort of ends, and as you look at the dust that is still hanging in the air from where these things have exploded, uh, you see that the gate itself has sort of melted away, almost turned into a liquid metal, and pooled around the frame of where it was set. Uh, it looks still very liquidy, uh, but it was definitely not like that before. And then you touched it. It was solid iron. But it looks like the way is no longer barred to you. Huh. All right. Cliff is holding his head with a headache. And he's all, all right, no problem. Let's go. I'm going to talk to Bowie and say, Bowie, initiate Oh You Pretty Things protocol and send him to go uh, check out the bodies of the gargoyles. Uh, he chitters and salutes you with a uh, violent paw to his head, uh, just a little too rough, not quite smooth like he used to, uh, scampers forward and comes back and find he found a shiny rock. It was not part of the gargoyle, but he found a shiny rock. Cool. Thanks, Bowie. He chitters, thinking that he did a very good job. Fix is going to step through the gate very carefully and stepping over this melted metal, whatever it is. Can I do that? Okay. Yeah, you can. Okay. No problem. And um, look for any kind of like security systems or anything like that on the other side. Uh, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. This is pretty much a given. You're used to doing this type of entry. Uh, you don't see any security systems. You don't see any tripwires, alarms. You know what to look for. Uh, but what you do see is hidden behind the dais uh, was definitely a vent system. Uh, it looks like it is a traditional vent with a grate. Uh, looks like it's not bolted down here. Looks like they were relying on the front door, essentially, to keep people out. Uh, and you can actually remove that grate, no problem. Yeah, she's going to pop it open. Um, is it big enough for them to, like, get through? Easily. Okay. Just going to kind of look up at everybody else and go, hey, come on. <laughs> and slide in. It is surprisingly roomy. Um, is anybody not dropping in with, with Bix? No. I want to know by surprisingly roomy how could I can I put my hands on either side and like touch the walls or is it bigger than that? Uh you can if you move your hands completely out, it's just big enough that your fingertips can touch. And so I couldn't push my palms up against it. No. Because the, the approach I was going to try was to put my hands on either side and literally lower myself down. You can, though, because you are basically a, a futuristic space monk. Uh, so you can ride the wall down if you want to. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Okay. Uh, the rest of you 
have various ways of getting down. I'm not going to make you roll for it or anything like that. Uh, but you have ropes and grappling things or magnetic uh, hand foot things that you can go down. No problem. Uh, and as you guys go down, it's it's only about a, a 20 foot descent. Uh, and you reach down to an area that looks like it is a traditional vent, uh, but large enough that you can stand in. Uh, Tia's a little hunched, uh, but the rest of you can stand fully, uh, and you can make your way forward. It looks like it is uh, ambiently lit from entry points in the bottom. As you make your way through, you see that there are grating that leads into various rooms uh, or what looks like a sterile facility below you as you look down as you make your way through. I assume everybody's creeping quietly. Yeah. Yes. As quiet as yep. it can be. Yeah. All right. Everybody make a stealth check. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I should with, be relatively quiet. Yeah. With, with, with Bix leading the way for the non agility folks, uh, she points out where to step, where not to step, how to basically move on the seams so that the metal doesn't flex and bow and make noise. Uh, and her step is so light uh, that you barely can hear the scuffling of the soles of her feet. Uh, she has done this, you would estimate, thousands of times. Uh, she is almost like a shadow. You've lost track of her a couple times as she's moved ahead and come back to make sure everybody was still with you. Uh, she is a whisper in the night. Meanwhile, Cliff uh... is concentrating on trying not to bang his head. I was going to say, can I, I mean, we looked at the hologram, so I know which direction to go to get towards where the sundial was at, yeah? Yep. Okay. You guys are already heading that way, yeah. That direction, and um, looking through the vents to see if I see anyone or anything and keeping my ears peeled for any kind of noise or suspicious there are there are plenty of noises. Uh, it sounds like there are people in this facility. Uh, you can hear what almost sounds like office work. Like, you swear you hear typewriter sounds and coffee mugs clinking and paper shuffling. Like, it feels really odd that something so hidden would be so mundane in appearance and sound. Like, there's no cabal of evil chanting or anything like that happening. Not that you can see, at least. Huh. Okay. ISO 9000 certified. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you have any toner? (laughs) I'm gonna keep leading the way, and, um... Keeping my eyes peeled for anything that looks like uh, a facility, like like where we saw Vinny being held in the little vision thing. You yeah. make your way through the vents and you find an area where you think you can drop down. It looks like it's uh, the cliche, almost uh, supply closet type area uh, that you can make your way into. You're, you're relatively confident nobody's going to, to barge in on you there. So you can drop down there. The problem is you don't have an internal facility map, so you have no idea what you're, where you're going or what you're doing. So I guess the question is here, uh, how does anybody in this group want to try to figure out where to go? I got it. Bowie, life on Mars protocol. And I'll send him out to Skype. 
Okay, uh, we're going to make a synth check because bad things could happen here. Cool. I'm good at that. We, you hope you're good at that. Bye. Okay. Uh, Bowie's gone for a little bit and returns back to the uh, the room carrying a rather bloodied access tag. <laughs> Val was looking very concerned at this. He presents it to you. Hey, that's handy. Perfect. Now, this is excellent. Great job, and, Bowie. And, and as he, like, you say that, he turns around and you see him chewing on something. Uh, and you notice that it looks like a human ear. Good job. Gross. Where'd you get that? He, like, chitters and points. Probably from the side of someone's head. Fix is he he nods. To... Bowie nods emphatically at Tia. Fix is going to... Um, can I crack the door and just kind of look and see if I see anybody? Uh, just a second. Uh, Val, with the cyber eyes, can she see, like, heat signatures of people moving around? You don't see any movement. You do see what looks like what you would see as ambient heat of people, but it looks like they're at rest and probably have a couple layers of wall or door between you and them. Uh, so it looks like the hallway, from what you can tell, would be clear. It looks clear to me, though there are a few people maybe past some walls that way. Cool. Hang on a sec. Vix is going to kind of slip into the hallway. Okay. Can I find Can I find a room with people at rest? Is that... Oh, yeah, easily. Okay. Can I see what they're wearing? Uh, looks like standard, weird, like, futuristic office attire. Shirts, ties, slacks, uh, dresses, pencil skirts, Ooh. that type of stuff. Are they sleeping? No, they're just look like they're at their desks working. Uh, it just when we say at rest, they're not okay. So they're an just, like, alert. sitting at the desk, yeah. typing that kind of thing. Okay, all right. Um, Bix is going to head back to the closet that they were at. Um, can I use my disguise kit to make myself look like? Is it like a futuristic disguise kit where I can like press a button and make myself magical girl into something? Yeah, kinda. Uh, so oh, okay. you could, you actually have a. Uh, cavalcade of weird nanotech that allows you to sort of do that. Um, okay. This is your master so, of disguise, and you get to basically make a what is essentially a fast talk or a style check to yeah. make yourself look like something else. Okay. Um, so, what do I roll? Style. So two d six plus style. Style. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. <sighs> I'm not good at that. A seven. That's a success. Um, okay. So you managed to make yourself look exactly like how you want to. Yeah, I want to make myself like my sunglasses turn into um, a pair of just like specs, like librarian specs, mm -hmm. <laughs> and my outfit turns into like typical office attire. Um, I make it kind of look like one of the people that's in there already. They aren't like uniformed or anything, are they? No, nobody's uniformed okay. at all. It all looks like standard clothing. 
okay, so I'm like standard clothing, and I go back to the closet and kind of stick my head in. And get it, are there, are they all humans, or there's a mix of like elves and such in there? Yeah. You haven't seen that yet, um, but it looks like there's a pretty healthy mix of a lot of fantasy races here. Uh, you definitely saw at least one orc secretary. Uh, it looks like there's a couple goblins running around. Definitely some elves, some humans. Uh, it looks like it's varied. Uh, so Bix pokes her head back into the room. Uh, mm-hmm. The closet or the room that you had scoped out before? The closet. I'm going back to the closet. A kinda... office worker pokes their head back into the space uh, as the door opens. How do you guys react? Casually, like I was just looking for supplies. Does does this look like um like is the face look like Bix's face? This is the downside of the role that she that 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 Anne made, which is it's a seven, which means she did a very good job. And there's a drawback. The drawback is you don't recognize her. Oh, I'm gonna hmm, raise my rifle. But not like I'm on guard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's all good. It's me. Look. Mal's gonna kinda squint at her. Um, you, you hear you hear Bix's voice. Biscuit? I've still got uh, do you want a biscuit? I've still got some in my bag. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a biscuit. <laughs> okay, I give her a biscuit. I'm like, it's me. Look, this place this place looks like an office. Like, legit, it looks like an office. There's a bunch of office workers in there, I imagine, and I point at um point at the bloodied <laughs> the bloodied access bed. That is our key to getting through here. I can make myself look like one of them. Can you guys make yourselves look like one of them? Uh no. Can you guys make yourselves look Normal. Rosie. I don't really do normal. Rosie. You could try to do some illusion magic. Would you like to attempt to make everybody look like the part of the office worker? Sure, let's make an attempt. All right. What about what about Sammy and Bowie? (laughs) We'll deal with that depending on how good the role is. So this is going to be a touch roll. Uh, you're going to be able to make it at a plus one. An additional to whatever you already have. So that'll push it to an 11. Uh, so you see uh, Rosie as Bix mentions, can you make yourself look like, and everybody's like, well, no, we're, we're not, we can't do that. It's not really our thing. Uh, Rosie just kind of smirks to herself uh, waves her hands in an arcane gesture, mutters a few words in a language that none of you understand, uh, and light begins to shimmer across all of you. Uh, and you look down, and your clothing has been shifted. Uh, you, no longer are you wearing your trench coats or your normal attire, uh, but you look down, and you're wearing nondescript slacks with nondescript shirts and ties or skirts or whatever. Like, it, it's just feels very drab, very unnoticeable. 
Uh, and you look down and you see Sammy and uh, Bowie, both of them, are wearing little tiny suits. <laughs> hey, can I get that badge? Yeah, I'll hand you the badge. Okay, I'm going to kind of see if I can swap it off a little bit so it's not so um, gross. And uh, is it what is it like on a lanyard? <laughs> oh, it absolutely is on a lanyard. Okay, so I'm gonna like slip it over my neck and go. Okay, you guys, uh, hmm. give me a second here. I'll be right back, and I'm just gonna walk down the hall. You walk down the hall, probably about twenty feet, and you turn the corner, and you see the body laying on the ground where Bowie very clearly stole this card. Uh, and his ear. It's unconscious, still breathing, doesn't have an ear. Great. I'm gonna. Is there is there like an empty room somewhere nearby that I can just kind of drag it into? You could try to find one. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll just say um, that you managed to figure a place to stuff it. Okay. I kind of stuffed the body out of the way, and then um, I'm gonna look for and like, you know how most office buildings they've got like an office map that says like you are here, whatever. I'm gonna look for one of those. So. As you're poking around, you start to notice that this this facility feels a little weird. Uh, the floor itself, it sounds like it's carpet over stone. You look at the walls and it looks like it's stone built. Uh, you do find a stairwell that leads down. Uh, and it looks like to a main foyer area where there are people bustling apart or bustling around. Nobody seems really paying attention to you. They, they don't notice you. Uh, per se. Uh, yeah, I'm and, just going to walk in like I know what I'm doing. Exactly. And smack dab in the center of this little foyer area uh, is an office map. Uh, and it looks like there are three levels. Uh, and oddly enough, it seems like you, you're looking around and you notice that it's almost like daylight in here. Like you look up and you see windows and it's almost like it's streaming in natural light. But this is underground. There was no area like this. Huh. That's wild. Okay. I'm going to look at the map. Um, what floor are we on? Uh, this is on floor number one. Uh, the floor above is floor number two. And then there is a sub-level. Okay. Um, in the little vision that Mama showed us, did he look like he was being held like in an underground facility? Or... It, she it couldn't tell. It, it didn't have any detail. detail. The only details that she was able to show you was uh, Vinny basically being a bloody mess, strapped to a table and chair. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. Can I tell from looking at the map where the sundial area was at? You're directly underneath it. Aha. Okay. So we're on floor one. Hmm. All right. I'm going to head back to everybody else. Yep. You get back there. No problem. Everybody's still and waiting. Can I. Can I like draw out the map that I saw? Yeah. Easily enough. I'm going to do that and go. All right. So this is here. That space that I was in. And I'm kind of like tapping it on the map. I'm like, that's where the sundial was at. We don't know where Vinny is, you guys. That's the problem. Anybody got any brilliant ideas? 
Because I don't think I could just walk up to somebody and say, hey, where are you keeping the beat-up Minotaur at? I could. Wait, we could. We could we just could. do that. We could. We look like anybody else. That's true. Yeah, let's just try some common office talk. I'm going to point out that people who work in places like this generally don't go around discussing. Hey, where do we keep that guy we kidnapped? Um, Joe, I have a thing called Ear to the Ground, where you, you have do. a knack for listening lips and picking up information when you circulate among a neighborhood or group of people. You may research together information. Could I, like, find, like, a break room and just kind of casually listen to chatter and, like... Why, yes. Yes, you could. Uh, it should well, have a... Should have a stat associated then? with it. <laughs> take the badge. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. I believe that's going to yeah. be an, an assess check for you. I think that's what it describes what it as. You... Oh, research. So it... you're going to be doing either... I'll let you make a choice. Uh, you can either do this as an assess check for edge or research with mind. Both of them are the same, so... Okay, so just make me a roll. And if they're going to stand around awkwardly as a group, they should do that next to a coffee machine. Yeah. Well, Cl- I, we should Cl- just be next to a coffee machine anyways. But. Oh, no! I rolled a five. Ooh. So I get to make a move again, so we'll move the clock up by one. Uh, so you are able to understand, like, you, you do your thing. You've done this before. Uh, you mingle through. You've hit the break room. You're able to find it, no problem. Uh, this place looks almost like it's an old sandstone building, uh, just underground, and the doors are made of wood, not metal. Uh, does this the... remind us of the place we were at last time? No, it does not. Okay, good. That one was very clean and clinical. Uh, this is not as clean. Uh, not clinical in nature. Not There's no real obvious like tech-tech. Even the light looked like old-school track lighting. Uh, this looks like it could be a building out of something you've seen in a book described from uh, the 70s or 80s, maybe even earlier. While she's doing that, can Bix be doing something else? Yes, well, we can we can do we'll that in just that a second. Later. Okay, go, go for it. Sorry. You managed to find out that there has been some hubbub on the sublevels, uh, which haven't been used in quite a while, uh, where looks like security, corporate security, uh, brought something in, and they're keeping everybody out of that sublevel. That's what you were able to gather so far. Something. It is something. So while Val is doing that, what were the rest of you trying to do? Uh, Cliff did suggest that you find like a uh, coffee machine or something to go hang around. But Vix slips out. She's going to look and see if she can find more of those badges somewhere. I mean, you can find them hanging around the neck of literally every employee. I know, but she's going to look and see if she can find some place where there's like a repository of them or blanks or something like that. You don't see anything out of the ordinary like that, but you know well enough being an infiltrator that it's not exactly something that they would just kind of keep uh, yeah. out in the open. Very likely there's a secretary or uh, counter person of some type that probably has to print them or an HR person. Uh, who prints them specifically for people and will very likely either be in the HR department or with the front counter person. Okay. Um, 
I'm gonna roll up to the front counter then, and I'm gonna go, hey, um, I have a problem. I forgot my badge at home, and I really don't want to go back and get it. Can you give me a, can you just issue me a temp one for today? Uh, a rather cheery young man uh, looks up from his, his keyboard as he's typing. Well, sure, I can help you with that. Uh, Thanks. We're just going to need you to go ahead and do a biometric scan, uh, and sure. we can go ahead and get you through on that one here. Uh, and he holds out what looks like a, he reaches down and holds out what looks like a little data tablet, uh, maybe six inches wide, a couple inch, like six inches long, uh, and it looks like it has a, a light pad that you can put your hand on on that one. Uh, we're going to go ahead and need you to just, you know, go ahead and put place your hand on that one. Uh, okay. Are you doing anything to try to obfuscate or subterfuge this? Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> Here's the problem, and this is going to sound really dumb, but I was making popcorn last night, and I burned both of my hands, and I don't know if it's actually going to pick it up, buddy. Oh, well, that's fine. We can do this the other way, too. And he, like, puts that down and uh, comes up with something that looks like a metal cuff. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, we can just take a little little tissue sample. It'll be fine. It'll, not a problem. It'll, it'll pinch, and I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but we can do that, and then it won't, you know, you're, I'm sorry about your hands, but, you know, it, it'll just be a little discomfort for a couple seconds. Uh, I should have just remembered my badge. I'm so sorry. I start crying. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I feel bad. Are you, you're basically trying to guilt him into it. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. Make a fast talk. That's going to be a, uh, a style check again. Yeah. Why is it always style? That's the, that's the skill associated with the, or with that. Five. Well, I, I'd love to help you out, but I need to pay did my she, bills. Did she go up there by herself? Unless anybody went with her. Did anybody go with me? I hadn't said I did. Did okay. you? I didn't say I did, so I'm assuming I didn't. Can I be tired of waiting? Yeah. I mean, she's been gone for a while. Alright, I go find her. You you catch up just in time as you're here in the car scene. I, I, I are, are they in a small room? No, it's just a, it looks like a, a counter area in the foyer. There's a lot of people We're around here. We're in the front office desk. There's a lot of people around here? Yeah, probably a good, like, dozen or so. I'm gonna walk in. Yeah, nobody seems to pay any mind. I'm gonna Great. tell him. Look, I'm What's just going go... on? <gasps> well, it seems you... I forgot you... my badge. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're just trying to do the biometric check so we can... You know, dot the dot the I's and cross the T's and, you know, make sure that everything's on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Are you, you're not harassing this woman, are you? Nope, just doing my job. He was looking at me kind of threateningly. Are you trying mm-hmm. to intimidate him? Yes. More importantly, I'm trying to do so in such a way that we're assisting each other. Okay, so you're basically taking the help action. Uh, so you can roll a just straight 2d6 and see how well your help action works. And that'll determine how much of a bonus Anne gets on her fast talk. Alright. 
Okay. Uh, you're going to get a plus one on your fast talk roll if you're trying to get around this. Okay, which means that negates my minus one, so it's just straight straight two d six. Yep. Okay. Try this again. Eleven. That's pretty good. L- listen, I'm. Maybe I should just go check my car again. <laughs> I, I won't say anything if you don't. I I can't. I can't lose this job. Okay. I really can't. I can't oh. afford to. No, so, I'm not here to make your job any more difficult. I'm really sorry. But if I f- crack all the joints in my arms without moving them, he. It's just like little gunshots going off as as you hear me crack. It's if you again if you've watched a martial arts movie, that's literally what I am doing while he, while she's being nice. He he flinches a little bit, but like it's like okay, um, I I just just type your name into the the, the system. Uh, we'll print a badge up for you. But if anybody stops you and anybody asks, you did you did all the things right? Like you you did the biometric scan. Did yes. Just, okay. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I type in. Linda Johnson. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, prints up uh, an identification badge for you, no problem. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, remember this. If you ever need a solid, let me know. You you can do me a solid by, and he looks at uh, Tia uh, not being here. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. I clip the badge to, <laughs> to my lapel and go walking back into the building. Come on. Turn to him and go, you're very cute. Uh, please don't break me. Then I leave. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now we have two badges. <laughs> you do. You have two badges now. <laughs> all right. That's all I needed. <laughs> okay. If Cliff tries to steal one, what would he roll? You're trying to steal a badge? Yeah. Uh... Okay, so that's like is did going... somebody leave one on their desk? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just gonna go. He's gonna he's gonna try. That's gonna be a cool check, I'm gonna say. Okay. That's an act under pressure. Okay. So over by the coffee machine, he's gonna see another uh, employee and start talking to them and he's like, Yeah, that's my first day interning here. He's all there's some weird rumors going around uh, this place. He's like Oh, by the way, my name is uh, Cliff, and your name is... And he's going to reach over and grab their badge like he's trying to read their name. Sure. Spectacular failure. And then just casually hands them back their badge when he sees them staring. Okay. We're going to mark that. I'm going to move the clock up another one. Okay, that that did not go well for you. Um, did not. We'll say for the sake of convenience, everybody sort of uh, meets back up. Uh, and you can see Val has the scuttlebutt. There definitely is some weirdness going on. Uh, the, the employees here notice that uh, corporate security did bring something in in the sublevels. Uh, you now have two badges. You still don't know what they access yet um, because you didn't exactly get that far. And uh, Cliff tried to steal a badge and failed. Okay, I know where the stairwell is at so we can get down. Let's just go. Let's take the stairs. 
see if we can get, get downstairs and see what these little things do. I wave my temporary badge. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys can make your way over to uh, an access stairwell. It looks like there's a, uh, not necessarily a maintenance stairwell, but it looks like uh, one that isn't generally used by the main employees. Uh, it is not locked. You can make your way down. Uh, and as you get deeper down into the ground, you do notice that the the atmosphere shifts a little bit. Um, Bix, you're used to this type of infiltration. You know where they would normally put cameras. You see them, no problem. You stop yourself uh, from being seen. You direct everybody uh, Mother Duck style around all of the uh, honeypots uh, that, that normally would be here. Uh, and you ghost through the hallway, no problem, uh, with... With Bix's direction, everybody's pretty nimble and and not too bad off. As you reach down to uh, the bottom of the stairs and you open uh, the small access door that's there, it looks uh, normal size door, normally nondescript, but you open it. There are no alarms, but you see a very militaristic uh, facility. You see rows of cages. Uh, what looks like has people. In them, uh, you do see security guards patrolling. You do see some security droids. Uh, and it looks at the very far end of this hall, you can make out uh, a very bright light uh, coming from probably the only odd thing you would see here, which is a glass room. And you look up, you notice that the ceilings are probably about 20 feet tall. Uh, this place is rather cavernous as far as how long and, and wide it is. Uh, and in that room, in that bright light, you do see the silhouette of what looks like a cow. So you assume that that would be where Vinny is. So he's right in the middle of everything. Yep. And he's surrounded by guards. Looks like it. What are the security guards wearing? Ostensibly, looks have like badges? they do have badges, um, color coded. They're bright orange against their black armor, and it does look like they are wearing riot gear, uh, full coverage with face shields. Uh, they don't have guns. It doesn't look like, uh, but it does. In each of their hands, you see uh, batons with the ends glowing blue. Uh, occasionally you can see when somebody in one of the cages gets a little uppity uh, or gets a little too loud, uh, they will shove the baton in, uh, shock them back down, and sort of cow the person. Uh, so these are okay. essentially uh, cattle prods, if anything. I'm going to use my disguise kit. I'm doing this in front of everybody this time. I'm going to use my disguise kit to make myself look like one of the security people including changing the temp badge to an orange badge. Cool. Go ahead and make the roll. That'll be a... Unfortunately, it's a style check. It's a style check? That's what why it is. Why on earth? Why is, why is it always style? Can I use covert entry to do it? Or no? Uh, let's take a look here. Covert entry. Do, do, do. Uh, you are not alone, so no. Okay. Eight. 
that's still good. Uh, you managed to match the armor and the uh, the coating, basically, from what you can see, pretty well. And you guys all see what almost looks like a shimmer effect move over Bix um, as the clothing on her sort of dematerializes and rematerializes, uh, almost like in a sheening effect, a wave, uh, as now what was an office worker standing before you is now a security guard with cybernetic elf ears poking through the helmet. Hold up here, guys. I'll be right back. I'm going to go see if there's another way in. And I'm just going to walk out there. Does it look like there's a vent or any sort of like system that goes into the room where the cow is at? Uh, no. Not that you can see. It looks like it's a pretty freestanding room. Um, and there's there's nothing in the ceiling. You can't see anything. You also don't see an obvious door. Um, the light is bright enough that you can only see silhouettes. It almost looks like there's a haze to the, the, the walls. Uh, it It's almost like they're glass but frosted. Okay. And I can I do like a patrol around the area? Just a very deliberate patrol around the area. Sure, you can... Uh, see if I can find a door. Yeah, you could try to uh, case the joint, and that would be an edge check for you. Five. Nothing that you can obviously see. Okay. I'm going to go back to where everybody's at in the stairwell and go in and shut the door and turn around and go, right, so the place is crawling with security guards. There's no other way in. And, uh... They have to have safety procedures. What? They have to have safety procedures. Probably. We could have, we have several people here who are good with technology. They have various alarm systems. They'll have one that they could trigger to get everyone to evacuate. Hey, that's a good idea. And but then when they're coming to this door, we could kill them. Yeah. Or we could let them leave. Whatever you want to do. How? How Whichever. many guards? How many guards were there? How many guards were there? You saw eight. Saw eight, and and some of them were robot sentry things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, sentries, you have. I turned to uh, bananas. Between bananas and um, cliffside here, you could turn the robots on the other guards. Mm, good ideas. All good ideas. All right. Let's see if we can formulate a plan here because um, there's no just kind of infiltrating into this one. We're going to have to fight, probably. Or at least get people to get out. Cliff, you think this is a system you can hack? I can certainly try. Okay. Uh, If only we weren't all... Sorry. If only we weren't all rolling terribly today. Okay, so are you going to try to, to hack the sentries first, or are you going to try to trigger an alarm first? What's what's the game plan? Let's try to trigger an alarm, and then we can get the sentries. Yeah? Okay, so Cliff would probably be the better option for hacking the security system, and uh, Bananas would be the better person for trying to hack the droids, because that's sort of their, their shtick. 
So, well, I figure the people will evacuate, but I don't think the droids will evacuate. So if we can get the people out, and then we can hit, deal with the droids. Well, one thing we could do, keep in mind, if we hack the droids, we can have the droids attack the guards while mm. everybody else is evacuating. That's true. Mass chaos. I like that. Okay. Well, we but can see it's very good at smashing things, so <laughs> we can say that we can say that they happen simultaneously, but for the purposes of gameplay mechanics, we will let Cliff try first. Uh, so you don't have to flee Jack into the uh, the matrix here. You can kind of do a half half in between, so you don't have to do a login. Uh, but you can tell me uh, you're if you're just trying to to trip the security alarm. Uh, you can basically make a roll for that and uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you determine what kind of alarms they have? If they have a the facility is on fire alarm, that's not an alarm that would put people on high alert that they're in trouble. That would make people want to leave. Whereas just a security alert, now they know someone's intruding. Yeah. We don't want them to know someone's intruding. So can yeah. he find can he find out oh, yeah. what kind of alarms they have and then figure out? Oh yeah, that's that's going to be all part of this process. So this is essentially going to be uh, what is called a compromised security check um, because you are essentially getting into the secure system to try to make it do what you want. And that's going to be a mind check. So you can go ahead and make that for me, Cliff, and we can see exactly what you can find out. Okay, I assume that's a mind check, right? Yep. Uh, so you do see that, yeah, there, there are several different alerts that you can trigger. Um, there's an intruder alert. There is an escape prisoner alert. Uh, there is a, a facility breach alert for the upper levels. Uh, there is a corporate espionage alert. And there are fire alerts. So you can trigger any one of those rather easily. All right, let's do uh, fire alarm alert then. Try and get the people out of here. Okay. Uh, the downside is with your roll, it's not, it's not, it's a success, but it's not a rousing success. So you can trigger the alert, but it will trigger it for all levels, not just this level. That's fine. Well, more people out of the building, the better. Okay. Uh, so Cliff's ready to go on that front. He relays that to you. Uh, is Bananas ready to try to do his hack job? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get this going. Okay. And here's where it starts to go off. So the alarm is triggered. You see the klaxons start to go. The lights start to uh, pulse in a uh, red and white sort of light as the warning system sort of blares. And you hear the alert go, fire, 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 this droning noise just continues to go. You see uh, several of the guards break off, leaving six behind, three human, three uh, synthetics, we'll call them, uh, and they seem to be very carefully watching the people in the cages. Uh, they are not letting them out, however, but the other six guards go through uh, other egress points, not this particular stairwell, but disappear from sight. Uh, you can probably hazard a guess that they're going to go up and try to start clearing people out. Um the people down here don't seem to be too concerned uh, necessarily with the alert. Uh, probably because if you look around, it, this seems to be more stone and natural, not a whole lot of things to burn down. Uh, so they probably don't care as much. 
So now with six of them gone, three synthetics left, three uh, guards left, you can go ahead and make your attack roll essentially bananas. Let's see, you are a driver, so we are going to say... Why don't you go ahead and make me a drone jockey check? So basically, it's going to be a synth check. Cool. I mean, synth, not cool. But I'm bummed. Uh, seven. All right. Uh, you are not able to gain control of all of them, but you are able to lock them in place. Basically, you let loose uh, with our these little tiny spheres that look almost like marbles. Uh, you launch them from behind the door into the room. Uh, they reach uh, to various destinations of hard surfaces, shatter apart, and little tiny nanobots uh, basically scatter in search immediately for the synthetics in the area. Uh, they go in, establish a connection to you through your localized cloud, and as you try to break into them and try to gain control, you notice that they're not full synthetics. They're not full cyber creatures. These are cyborgs. Uh, these are definitely living and synthetic cyberware at a level you have not seen before. And that sort of meat layer of them insulates them from granting full control, but you can shut down their mechanics enough that you have essentially taken them out of the fight. Uh, you only have three guards now on this level between you and Vinny. I guess I'm up then. Now we smash. I'm gonna... What's this place look like inside? Like, there's cages along the way to, to get to that cell? Yeah, it looks like if you've ever seen an old holding facility in the movies, uh, where there's, like, several freestanding cells, uh, it looks like there's two or three people per cell, uh, and it looks like it's almost like uh, not traditional bars, but more, like, cross-wired, uh, if that makes sense. So, so, like, electricity or something? You would imagine that there's probably some electricity flowing through them. Is there any kind of, like, ceiling to this? So this cavern is about 20 feet high. Uh, it looks like it's a natural stone ceiling. Okay, I'm going to come out of this doorway. And then I'm going to basically jump up eight feet to the wall and run down the wall towards them. And Does basically PF jump still look back like an office and forth. Worker? Because that makes us particularly yes. comical. Absolutely yeah. still looks like an office worker. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I'm basically jumping from side to side. Like, so I'd run five feet, jump to the next one, run five feet, run, jump back as the whole way down, and then try and basically come down in the middle of them and attack the closest one. Okay. Uh, you basically pull, as we say in the uh, professional circles here, a John Woo. Uh, you are bounding from wall to object to wall to pillar to everywhere, basically nimbly as uh, just like this deadly shadow moving. And at the last second, you emerge into the spotlight uh, that sort of is dropping down from the ceiling it, it, that's over this guard as he looks up and sees an office worker complete with tie flat Tapping in the breeze, uh, coming down out of the air to smash. And go ahead and make me a meat check, please. Or me uh, mix it up. Uh, 
you come down on this with a hammer blow. You manage to split the helmet straight in twain uh, as a frightened human uh, looks up at you just before he blacks out. Uh, you did you were you putting any power into this at all, or or just pure brute force? Just even without, uh, even if I don't unleash power, I'm doing four harm right now. Yes, I know. So yeah, I didn't see any reason to. Yeah, so you you don't kill him. Uh, but you manage to just knock him completely out. Uh, he's unconscious. It looks like his head is split. Uh, not bad enough that he'll bleed out, uh, but he's going to have a concussion. Uh, you are absolutely certain of it. Uh, and at this point, with the blaring lights, the flashing red and white, uh, the other two guards snap to attention, uh, having seen their compatriot just get hammered by an office worker uh so then we go into the rest of the combat deb are you keeping the illusion up or are you letting it dissolve i am keeping the illusion up at the moment unless somebody yells at me differently okay so i'm standing at the back to avoid i assume it's like a concentration type thing yes yeah so i'm going to stand behind everybody to concentrate on what i'm doing okay uh, Fix is going to run in because she's still in security guard gear. Okay. Are you doing anything in particular? <laughs> yeah, she's going to shoot a guard. <laughs> okay, make me a meat check. Let's see how well she's you gonna, do. She's going to run in. She's basically, she's going to run in like she's there to help and then pull her gun. <laughs> All right. Okay, so meat check. Meat check. This is a mix it up. Seven. Uh, you manage you you get up next to this guy uh you nod at each other uh and then you spin as he's nodding at you and just unload into him with your your machine gun uh he definitely takes a lot of hits it looks like his armor in various spots are starting to uh pit and splinter it looks like the the layers of uh sheeting are just sort of like falling off of him as it's supposed to do uh but as he's going down and back uh, he manages to get a shot off, so you will suffer one harm uh, as a result of him uh, basically getting a, a hip shot off at you. Um, okay. Are you has a gun? What's that? I thought, th I thought nobody had guns. I thought they just had batons. Hold on a second. We're getting there. <laughs> as, oh. he f as he falls down, now, do you have any armor? I forget if your character has any armor. Um, Where would that be? It would have been in your second part of your sheet with gear. Uh, I have a disguise kit. That's all I got. Okay. You notice that the end of his baton has basically shot off like a taser and attached mm. itself to the plating of your armor. Ah, uh, okay. Um, can I rip that off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's no problem. Okay. I'm going to rip that off. Yep. And then uh, that's it. All right. That leaves no. one guard still standing. Uh, Val would like to go in the room, but not very far and like, uh, like brace herself, like get down on, you know, like one knee and like brace herself to shoot, to like aim and shoot the rifle at the last guard. Okay. Go ahead and make me a, a meat check, please. Let's mix it up. Uh, meat checks. Check to see if you've got, if you have a higher level thing, check to see if you can use that. She Literally has, everything is higher level. You have the only thing you haven't done is found a way to interface with the gun yet. I was interfacing with it last time because I have a high synth. 
Well, well, you know what? Roll synth. <laughs> okay, what That's type of, a thirteen? What type of energy are you uh you're doing? Fire because we set off the fire alarm. Okay. Uh, so you can, uh, choose an additional effect, essentially. Do you want to do extra damage? Do you want to reduce the mission clock by one? Uh, do you want to, uh, move him or have something specific happen? You basically get to choose an extra effect. So besides putting this guy down, what do you want to do? I'd like to reduce the mission clock. Okay. So as you knock out the last observer, uh, you feel good about that shot. Real, real good about that shot. Unfortunately, there's nothing left for anybody else here. Uh, but the synths aren't moving. The alarms are still going. Uh, the people in the cages are starting to rouse and look at you. And you start hearing uh, them start asking you, release us. Help us. Get us out of here. Please. Yo, Cliff, can you pop those cages? Wait, wait, wait. What are they in here? They look like... They look like street urchins. They they look like homeless people that you don't know is, why they're here. Is Vinny in a cage? Is he behind a glass door? How is he secured? Uh, he is in a glass room uh, that looks like it has frosted... That Everything's frosted over. You haven't seen an obvious door yet, but it's at the smack center of this room. Frosted over like cold? No, like, uh, have you ever seen, like... Frosted glass. Frosted glass where it's, like, roughed up so you can't see through it? That's what it is. Alright, someone figured a way to open this before I go with option B, which is to pound my way through the wall. Is there some kind... Since I know they were electric, is there some kind of switch or panel or something that they connect to? You can find a small terminal that you think might be able to, to get the doors open on these cages. Vinny first. While he's doing the cage thing, I'm going to go back up to the room and see if I can find like a security panel or something like that. Uh, you don't see anything obvious. <sighs> okay. Um, and it doesn't look like there's any doors or slide. There's the, the, the glass doesn't slide or anything like that. Not that you can see, no. Tia, I think we need you to smash again. All right, I am going to switch. I'm going to center myself and switch to. Let's see. Look at me. Look at my options. It's cold, electricity, or fire, or stunning. What is stunning? Is that force, or is that just force? Okay. Do I do I have any reason to believe it would do better against this than say fire? Yeah, I mean, force, you're putting a little extra concussive power behind it. If this is glass, it'll probably shatter real nice. All right, I convert over to stunning. Uh, do I need to make a roll for that? Because I'm nope. centering. You, okay. You're fine. I switch over and I'm trying to find a pressure point or something that I can hit for maximum effect. All right, you uh, attune yourself to the glass and try to find a weak point into it. Let's see how well you do. Go ahead and make a meat check. This is just purely for the 
purposes of seeing how successful the shattering of it is. You, you basically one inch punch this, uh, putting all of that force that you've you've gathered into your fist into it, uh, and it shatters inward, uh, and an explosion of glass and like a louder boom than you expected. It's almost as if uh, a pressure has been released, like this was a pressurized cell of some type, uh, and you have just unleashed all of it as sort of like the air just comes whooshing out towards you as it normalizes. Uh, nothing happens to you. You didn't, you see Vinny and you can see him staring at you. Uh, and he's definitely tied down to, uh, what looks like the center of a 20 foot by 20 foot by 20 foot cube of a, of a glass room. Uh, and he smiles, uh, through bloody teeth and, and just gore sheening down his face. Uh, and next to him, you see two hooded figures, uh, and they snap to attention. Uh, and one of them, throws back its cloak and takes a stance that you are exceptionally familiar with uh, and has moved into an aggressive stance. Is it female? It is female. The copus comes out. It, you, you, you don't hear it. You don't see it, but you can feel this malicious grin from underneath this this hooded figure's uh, darkened visage as it pulls out almost a matching copus. Okay, step outside. So it just nods. I back up. I make room for them to come out. And you guys see what emerges is is this this dark cloaked figure, almost like a, a deep lavender cloak, uh, comes out, doesn't care about any of you, ignores all of you, is focused solely on Tia. And they, Tia doesn't seem to care about any of you right this second either. Uh, and you heard Tia say, care to take this outside. Uh, and they step off to the side, and we'll deal with that in a second. Uh, you see that Tia has shattered, uh, and as they step away, you can see this other cloaked figure uh, standing there, and just looks at the rest of you and kind of looks at Vinny. And Vinny's still smiling and he starts laughing. Uh, and you can hear him start to sing, uh, which is weird. But he starts singing, I am the very model of a modern major general over and over <laughs> and over again. You almost think that this is probably his defense mechanism that he was trained so that when he was captured, this is what he did. And you see the, the cloaked figure just kind of like, an, a visible sigh from them as their shoulders just sort of dip down uh, and they pull their cloak back and you see a silver chromed mask, an oni mask uh, and they drop the rest of the cloak and it looks like a body ma- bodysuit just made out of clear chrome panels, uh, polished and highly shiny with and an Val and uh, Rosie would see this runes of power there's a heat signature coming off of it in very distinct patterns and rosie these are runes of your school of magic inscribed on this person or things arms and legs who does what is the second figure coming out of the space or is it still next to Venny? 
it, don't forget, in this game session, I don't do anything except in reaction to you guys. So you get to act first. But um, I think the idea is, should we go in after Vinny, or is the other person next to Vinny? Is that my... they're, n- they're next to Vinny right now. I would like to shoot this person, and when I have their attention, I want Sammy to, like, run in, like, like come around and come in to where it's maybe not obvious that he's going in, and, like, try and pull at whatever bonds have Benny. Okay, so we can deal with that. So for your shot, we're going to make a synth check. Six. What were you declaring any different type of energy, or were you keeping it? Uh, uh, let's do ice, frost, whatever. Okay, uh, this bean sees your shot as you line it up, and you've you've got them dead to rights. This is a clean shot. You know you're not going to hit Vinny. This cold blast emanates from the front of your gun and fires off, and this thing lifts its left hand, and you see this white light emanate from its palm as it takes the entire shot uh, from your gun and absorbs it. And little wisps little wisps of that icy sort of temperature differential come up from its hand as it cracks, closing its fist, and you just see like particles of ice fall to the ground. That's not good. I don't think that's good. All right. Who wants to Uh, go next? How did Cliff do at opening the um, cages for the other prisoners? You go ahead and make me a nice little hacking check, sir. Uh, So that is going to be a uh, icebreaker matrix run, basically. So whatever your highest uh, synth or cool is or mind, whichever one. Yo, God. Uh, so that's a All 14. All right, I got them. <laughs> so that is a natural 12 plus 2 from the stat. Uh, Cliff, you jack in, your eyes roll back, and you see the the layers of, of this cage network set up. Uh, it is complex, it is intricate, and it is absolutely beautiful. With a thought, you manifest a series of small little imp-like creatures of your own, inspired from the gargoyles earlier, as they essentially shoot forth to each of the cages they chew through the electricity and the wiring and the framework dismantling them in the matrix Uh, and as they sort of fade into nothingness as they take all that electrical shock they short it out and in the real world you see all the cages sort of spark and fall to basically an open state where one wall has completely fallen off uh, every cage is open and everybody is starting to uh, rouse themselves and pick up their buddies and start making their way towards whatever exit they can find. Okay, and while doing that, I'd like to be able to help guide them out. I'm kind of ignoring the other two because Cliff doesn't know what they are, but he knows he doesn't want to mess with them. So in the meantime, he's going to try and guide the others out of the out of danger. 
Okay, easily enough. Uh, you can you stay in the Matrix, you start lighting up a path for them to get out. You have essentially a map of the facility enough to get them to the stairwell and get them outside. Uh, you basically are leading them back to the vent in which you guys crawled in uh, so they can get out. That's not a problem. We'll deal with your next things after this. Uh, who's up next? So that was Val, that was Cliff. Who's up? I'm, I'm doing my own thing, so... Yeah, we're going to deal with Matt's last. to try and free... I assume that Vinny's, like, tied down in some way or something. Yeah, he is literally chained to the, the floor and the table. Before okay. before you do that, can I do something? Yeah. Because uh, Bix wasn't... I mean, she was, like, around the corner, so she's going to go bust it in there in full riot gear. Okay. And tell the hooded figure, go, 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 I got you covered. You're going to try to fast talk him? Yeah. Okay, that is a... Uh, and I'm going to fail. It's a style it's a check. Style, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> uh, I will also give you the option to do an act under pressure for cool, if your cool is higher. Let's do cool. Come on. Gotta have that space. We need to make a space. What? Oh, there's a space between the R. Eleven. The thing considers you with cold precision. You can't see any expression behind the mask, uh, but after a moment, it steps forward and starts moving towards the rest of the group. Cool. Can I shoot it in the back? One action per turn. Your action was to get this thing oh, out of the okay. room. Okay. All right. He's out of the room. Cool. I'm gonna she, like, but yes, very, very distinct oh, female she. form. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna look at Vinny and kind of lift my visor and wink, and then lower the visor. He's singing even louder now. <laughs> uh, Deb, are you still? Is is Rosie still maintaining the illusion? No, no. Uh, Rosie's going to yell. I have to drop this. My magic is here, and I think I gotta go deal with it. And she's going to drop the illusion, the concentration yep. on the illusion. Yep. Um, and then pick out the one that had the runes. That's the one that's just walking out of the room. What All are right. you doing? Could I, could I tell what the runes said? They're just incantations. So from what you can tell, uh, it looks like there are several warning runes on them inscribed into the cyber flesh. Uh, and it looks like two spells, but you can't make out what they are because they're not currently activated yet. Um, I need to cast some kind of... I wanted to cast a ward spell on myself. Okay. Uh, so that's basically going to be just a rift magic check. Um, so you can shape magic into a defensive barrier that, that allows you to reduce harm. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. That That's what I want to do. Just like a shimmery shield in front of me. Mage um, armor. This, yeah. Mage armor. Exactly. All right. So go ahead and make a touch check for me. Let me know how you do. A seven. Okay. Uh, you make manifest. It'll reduce anything in by one harm instead of two harm. Um, 
but you make manifest the energies of the cosmos pulling from the actual rift, making it physically manifest around you into whatever form you so choose. How does your armor look? Um, it's uh, a shimmery silver, like a silver, silver outline around my torso. Okay. Uh, you are you look almost like one of those 80s style TV shows where they have the uh, the Tron style outline of just pure silver yes. around you. Yes, Tron style. I like that. All right. Uh, and we're going to move over to Tia to see what Tia does. Oh, OK. I was going to say Corey was going to make a move. Yeah, Corey. Oh, sorry. Corey. Yes. I want to send Bowie in to free Vinny. Yeah, go ahead and make me a synth check for Bowie. Ten. Okay, uh, Bowie manages to get in, and he actually uh, unhooks Vinny's feet uh, from the ground, so basically he can move his feet now. Uh, no problem there. Nothing. Nobody saw him. Uh, but yeah, so Vinny's feet are free, so he's halfway halfway from no longer being shackled. So good job there. All right. Uh, now move on to Tia. Is this the specific person I would want it to be, or is it just a, a general member? Uh, they haven't pulled their hood back, so you don't know. Okay. I'm there with my sword and going, you're going to keep wearing that thing? Uh, yeah, she'll pull it down. And you see, it's not the person you want it to be. But you do recognize them as somebody one who, followers, yeah. as one of their followers, somebody you used to train with, somebody at one point you called sister. Well, I'd say it was good to see you, Dara, but I would be lying. Mother will be happy when your head is upon the plate. Just fight. I'm gonna lunge at her. Okay. Uh, how how are you attacking? Are you doing? I have the sword. The classical. It's, since it's a copus, it's a curved blade. I have it in the classical upside down grip that we used in in sparring. Uh, I'm only using it. I'm using it to threaten, but I'm not actually attacking with it. I'm attacking with my fist. Right. Um. It's just, that's just the way we fought. I'm going to basically, since you said there's pillars, I go at her, I leap up to a pillar, jump off the pillar, flip off, like do a front flip as I'm going behind her, try and make it look like I'm going for her with the sword to get her to jump to the side to avoid me, and lash out with my, my knee towards her face as I come down. Okay, go ahead and make me a roll. Okay, uh, you manage to do exactly that, but as you're lunging towards uh, her from behind, she rolls with the hit. Uh, you do make contact. You can feel uh, your 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 flesh or your uh, cestus make contact with her flesh. Uh, she rolls forward, slides across the floor, kicks off another pillar, slides underneath you, takes a slash with her copus, uh, dealing one harm to you in response. So nothing, because I have armor. Yep. 
Uh, she doesn't know that, or she did not know that at the time. Uh, well, but the armor is, is just part of my, it's my exactly. stance. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So she doesn't. She didn't know that you were in that stance. Now she does. Information. She rolls to her feet. Since uh, I hit her, can I tell if she took damage? You can tell she took some damage, not as much as so, you expected. So she's in a stance too, alright. Yep. And you can see like the way that you made contact, she pops her shoulder back into place and smiles. You've grown, little sister. You've grown indeed. All right. You know the thing where where Sinope taught you to constantly talk to put people off their guard? It doesn't work on me. Are we continuing or are you moving back to them? Uh, we're going to move back to them. We're going to keep bouncing okay. back and forth so it's even. That's All right. right. Who's up next? There's this this entity has left the room and is now walking casually towards you. Oh, I don't like this. Victor's going to work on um, the other part of the shackles. Okay, uh, act under pressure, so cool check for me, please. Uh, success. Uh, you managed to pop the uh, the shackles apart his wrists. Uh, Vinny slumps out of the chair, still singing. Uh, stops long enough. Hey, it's, uh, it's been a while. I, uh, we gotta get out of here. Uh, yeah, that that'd be good. That uh, not, this is not isn't exactly uh, club med. No, the healthcare system here sucks. No shoot. No biscuits. Uh, <laughs> that's it for my action, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You at oh, this point, you're going to This is not exactly the normal podcast. I think we can get away with a little bit more. We're fine. PG thirteen. <laughs> uh, so that you you guys can see, Vinny is free now, and it looks like Bix has has him. Uh, who's next? Uh, the, the one that's coming out, is it, like, walking straight for us? Pulling a full T-800, walking straight towards you. Oh, boy. I want to take one of my grenades and throw it at them. Okay. Uh, that's going to be... We're going to say it's a cool check because it's not you're not cybernetically linked to the grenades. This is an act under pressure. I'm going to ask, though, are these just regular grenades or are they something we got last time? She purchased uh, chaff grenades. Okay. Because we'd also found some weird grenades last time, if you recall. Yeah, Rosie has one. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie Rosie pocketed one of those. I remember that. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. Uh, you throw one of these grenades. You have a good shot. Uh, it lands at this thing's feet, and you see it with an audible pop explodes. There's a flash of light. Uh, looks like little bits of almost like glitter in the air around it and smoke uh, as this thing slows its movement towards you ever so slightly enough to know that it had an impact. You just don't know the level of what impact it had. And I want to like cut out of the way to where I to where I'm not straight in front of it, like head towards the side and kind of like a diagonal to where I'm going sort of towards where Vinny is, but not... I want to get out of its straight line of sight, basically. Understood. Easily done. Okay. Who's next? So I could tell that it 
took some that something messed with it there, so it's got cybernetics. Can I send Bowie to try and hack into that or sure. havoc there? You can absolutely go ahead and try. Make a synth check. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, you manage like it, it, the way that it works for you at this point now with your retrofitting of Bowie. It's almost like you're in Bowie's head. You're driving essentially uh, when you uh, take control of it and give orders. Uh, so you are driving Bowie forward, but his new body isn't. You're not used to it yet. Uh, you manage to clamber up this thing's back inside of the this cloud, but it's interfering with your control. You start to see your. Uh, if you were looking through Bowie's eyes, you flicker back and forth between your perspective and his perspective. It's almost nauseating. Uh, it seems like he's very much affected by this cloud of stuff. Um, he doesn't take any harm, so that's good, but he also doesn't do anything extraordinary. He doesn't succeed. Since, I, since Cliff is tapped into the Matrix, can he help him out? So... Yours, if we're going to do you next, as you're starting to look at uh, trying to get an idea of where the, the battle is unfolding, you're starting to tap into the cameras that are down here uh, and sort of get an overlay so that you can actually physically see and give an assistance. What emerges from where the room was in the Matrix looks like a samurai. And it looks like it is made out of hard light with a mask, like the full get-up with the, the helmet and everything, and it starts walking towards your avatar. Uh, whatever happened here, whatever is happening in the real world, there is another response that has been triggered. This is something that happened earlier when you tried to do your thing and failed. This is the response. This thing has been stalking you through the facility. You just haven't jacked in yet. What do you do? Uh-oh. Okay. Is this related to the um, ice defense? It absolutely is. You see almost like cold blue light uh, coming from where this thing's eyes would be. Okay, then I need to do something to block this thing. So you have options. You can create something to try to battle it. Uh, you could try to subvert it. You could try to disperse it. Uh, you have essentially the power of imagination in this level. You could also graft yourself into something different if you want to change your avatar. Uh, and you can become whatever you want uh, if, as long as you make the roll. All right. Then kind of his avatar is going to do a um, quick... He's thinking in code, so he's he's going to kind of think that his avatar in there kind of types into the air as if it's like writing its own code to delete it as it comes at him. So you're going full Johnny Mnemonic on it. Got it. Yep, uh, yep, go, yep. <laughs> go ahead and make me that, uh, that synth check, please. Or mind, whichever is higher. This is a compromised security. Oh my gosh, he is not doing well in the Matrix today. Uh, this, as your avatar types into the air, uh, you see like the hands sort of moving these, these, uh, immaterial blocks, typing into hard light, uh, and trying to craft, uh, essentially an attack, trying to take chunks out of this thing. It reaches down, quick slashes out with its katana, 
uh, and sort of cuts your code out of the air and you suffer one harm of backlash as you feel your code disintegrate before it can make contact. Alright, that puts you at two harm out of your six, so that's good. Keeping track of where you are. Uh, who's next? I can go. Okay. So this this thing is... Alright, Bowie's on this thing. Bowie's on this thing, yep. Oh, but he has it just screws up what I wanted to do. <laughs> what were you going to do? I was going to electrify it. You can still electrify it. Don't I run the risk of electrifying bananas, too? A Bowie, yes, you do. Yeah. But you've already seen Bowie die once and be rebuilt, so... Yeah, that's true. So, all right, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to electrify it. Make me a rift check, please. Make that touch... Pass a 10. Pal palpable hit. Uh, you summon forth a bolt of pure arcane lightning uh, as you complete your incantation and complete your hand motions. Uh, you hadouken that thing straight into this thing's chest. Uh, it tries to deflect it, just like it did Val shot, uh, but it's super slow right now. It's not moving as quick as it did before, and it blasts it straight in the chest. Uh, you managed to do, uh, that's a 10 plus. So are you, do you want to do additional harm? Do you want to try to have a different type of effect? Are you trying to stun it? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to disable it. I don't want to walk. I mean, if it's, I don't necessarily need to explode it all over the place. Like I did with the ones up, upstairs. I just want to disable it to stop it. Okay. Uh, you try to focus on essentially overloading this thing. Uh, you try, if this has to be something that's fully synthetic with that much chrome, it can't possibly be living. You feel yourself make contact through the power of your spell. Uh, the magic washes over it and you can see it's in pain. No sound comes from it. It is eerily quiet, uh, but it is just shaking with exertion, trying to move against this, this blast that you put into it. And just lightning starts crackling all over it. Uh, it is slowed even further, but it is not down. You definitely did something to it, and you definitely had a solid impact. Uh, I believe that's everybody in the list. Anne got Vinny free. Bananas went. That's a spell. Check from there. Liz threw the shaft grenade. Cliff did that. Tia, you're up. It's me and Dar here. Instead of doing a big flashy up, you know, high up move, I switch to a grappling style. Go in, try and lock the blade arm with my blade arm, uh, and just bash my hand straight across her face, uh, just straight up and crashing. Nothing, nothing fancy. Okay, go for it. Okay, you manage to get in, you duck and weave, and Dara takes a, a swipe at you in exactly the manner that you expect. You duck under it, move around it, wrap your arm around her arm, lock it into place, and take a quick 
strike with your palm into her face, driving her nose back. Uh, you can feel the crunch uh, as you have definitely broken cartilage. She snaps her head back on instinct, keeping you from shoving the bones or the broken cartilage up into the brain space. Uh, just so you can't get that final killing blow that you you know you could hit. Uh, she just saw it coming just early enough to avoid taking that lethal strike. She's definitely hurt. You can see uh, that even now, as quickly as that strike was, how as soon as it was, black eyes are already starting to form uh, from the inside out, uh, where you snapped her bone or the the cartilage and broke her nose, and you still have her arm. Uh, she does not get a shot on you. Uh, it's basically just deflects right off of you. Um, so yeah, you've got, you've got her at this point. Okay. When it's my turn to go again, I'll do something. Okay. Uh, and she just sort of gargles, uh, the, the blood out of her mouth and spits it at you, uh, with a wicked grin. All right. Who's up next round. Now I'm going to shoot him in the back. Okay. Go ahead and take that shot. <laughs> the shot in the back we've been waiting for for three rounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. It's just a 2d6, right? Yep. Uh, yours is... You should have not... a plus of some kind. Yeah, it's no, be... If it's style? It's not if style. It's meat. Yeah, if it's meat, I don't have, you don't have You don't have a linked, a linked gun. I know yours is just a straight flat 2d6. Okay. Eight. That hits. Uh, you rake cool. fire uh, just from your, your gun across this thing's back, uh, and you can feel it pop. And, and, and I yell, got you covered, dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't make a sound, but you can actually see the, it pitting against the, the chrome of its back. Uh, and you see some of your shots uh, fall to the ground, completely pancaked as if this thing was like solid armor, uh, which it very well may be. Uh, but it definitely then had an impact. Then she swears under her breath profusely. Yep. Uh, who's next? So, the thing's been shot in the back and hit with lightning. How's Bowie doing? Bowie seems fine. Okay. He 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 doesn't like the lightning. It it shocks him, but he's not screaming in pain. Can I try and uh, hack him now? Sure. Go ahead. You can make a, a synth check, and we'll see what happens. You're going to be at a slight minus. Yep, okay. Uh, Bowie tries to rip at this thing's neck to try to get into the panel uh, and try to get into the wiring. He's done this a million times before. You still can't see through his eyes. The cloud's still dissipating around it, uh, so there's some interference still. Uh, but then Bowie uh, rips at one of the panels and falls off as the panel comes completely free from this thing, revealing human flesh underneath. Ew. Alright, who's next? Uh, Val would like to go to Venny. Alright, uh, you can go ahead and we'll say that you're not going to have to roll anything this... It seems this thing is seems a little more focused on Rosie right now, so it's not going to notice if you try to get past it. Um, I have trauma derms. Can I use that to do like first aid and help Vinny like get on his feet? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can make a synth check and see if you can repair some of the damage. Uh, 
that's an eight. That's pretty. That's a success. Uh, you take the little me- tiny med kit off from basically where it is attached to your body. Uh, you rip it off and you attach it to him and you push the button. And it, what this essentially does is it's again a nanotype technology where it releases essentially nanites into the target's bloodstream, and you can see. It's not an immediate effect. It's not perfect. Uh, it's not meant to you know, completely repair somebody. It's meant to essentially stem bleeding and get them at least functional enough to help, which now means Vinny's no longer dead weight. Uh, you see some of his wounds start to begin to knit at the edges. You see the, the trickle of blood stops uh, and scar tissue starting very slowly to form. Uh, but he can now stand and walk under his own power. That's a start. Glad you're still with us, Vinny. Yeah, well, uh, me too. The the options, the other options would have not been great. Thank you. All right. So that's Bowie. Or that's Bananas and Bowie. That's Liz. Sammy is with you, uh, making sure things are clear and trying to steady Vinny, unless you want him to do anything else. Uh, no, that sounds good. Okay. Uh, we've had... Bix take a shot in the back, which that brings us back to our good friend Rosie. Rosie is going to shoot another bolt of electricity. Okay, go ahead and make me a touch check. Do that big magic. How about an R and not an E? (laughs) The E stands for electronic dice. Woo! That is an 11! Uh, rolling off of the hit you did before, why why stop a good thing? Uh, you essentially call that storm from outside. You feel it. Uh, you feel the, the response of nature uh, to your beck and whim. And you channel that power straight down. Your right hand uh, extends out your left hand, holding to the sky as pure electricity just shoots through the cavernous ceiling into your left hand and darts out from your right hand. You knock this thing in the face. It flies back probably 50 feet from the impact uh, and it just crashes through several pillars, hits like a brick cannonball shot to the wall. Uh, It is just a crater where this thing landed and Where you hit it, where it was standing moments before, spinning in place is the chrome mask. This thing is out of the fight. You you have leveled it twice. Which which now brings us to Cliff, who has his own little samurai problem to deal with. Yeah, he still doesn't know what's going on with everyone else, so he's gonna kind of raise his hand and fighting ice with fire, just Tries to burn the problem in front of him. Okay, go ahead and make me a center mind check, whichever one's higher. That's a good roll. Finally, eleven. You know, you 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 often think to yourself, 
you know, samurais and, and stuff like that are real cool, but you were always more into the medieval style of, of mythology. And so you clasp your hands together, make the motions and send the code out into the world uh, as a giant red dragon head forms in front of you and breathes this, this pure digitized fire. You can feel the heat washing off of your code into this thing. Uh, it tries to deflect the blow with its katana trying to stand against it and you can actually see it start to get pushed back by the force of your attack uh, as armor and metal and code just starts to melt off of this thing uh, you see it take a knee uh, and you make one final push and it just completely shatters into a thousand pieces of ones and zeros as you have cleared this thing from its existence in the Matrix, you can feel the pop. This was definitely some form of intelligence, uh, and you just made its day very unhappy. Uh, you're not sure if it'll come back. You're not sure if it can come back. But whatever it is, you just snuffed it out, at least from right now. Uh, your, your Matrix is clear, sir. Which brings us to Tia. Yeah, I've got the arm lock on. You do. I'm going to use it like a lever and slam her face into the wall and try and basically just un unconscious or dead, I don't care which. Um, I know there's a pillar in Eris, so that's what I'm going to try to use. Okay. Go ahead and make that roll for me. That's a 12. Uh, you successfully uh, just, you are in control. Absolute positive control of their body. You know it. They know it. They try to resist, but she just can't. You smash her through the pillar. It is decimated. Uh, her body breaks, and you can feel various bones crunching. The arm snaps in at least three different places. Uh, you're fairly confident her back is broken. Uh, she's not quite dead as you follow through and land through on top of her, uh, but her body is broken. Blood is starting to come out of her nose, her eyes, her mouth. Remember when you and Asa and Sinope walked into my house and my mother... And my sister didn't come out. She starts laughing and spits at you. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Your turn. And I crush her face into the floor. Yeah, you essentially just take her by the back of the head and just like cave her face in. Uh, everybody sees it. It is clear as day. At this point, because the rest of the combat is done, you see Tia just have this person dead to rights. They're broken. They can't fight anymore. You can't hear what they're saying, but you see Tia grab the back of this person's head, almost break their neck, turning their head as she just caves their face into the ground. Uh, this is about the time where Val and Vinny and Bix are walking out of the room. They're emerging from the room just in time to see it. And it sounds as disgusting as you would think. And Tia stands over this broken body, slowly getting up, blood dripping from her hands. It's time to go. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Let's 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 get the heck out of here. Cool. Let's move. Okay, you can find your way out, no problem. Uh, you're basically Cliff in this half clogged in state. You're keeping track of the other security guards uh, who are essentially getting everybody else out of the building. Uh, you manage to slip past, no problem. You can see where they are. You get back to your entry point, and you guys are up and out. There is definitely chaos happening here. You can see uh, in the sky, there is a fleet of helicopters starting to come this way off in the distance. Uh, probably some form of either more corporate security or some form of uh, corporate fire department. You're not sure which. Uh, you guys make it back to the van. You pull the camouflage off of it and you get in. Uh, is anybody driving out or how are you going to try to get out of here? Uh, I drive. Uh, hacker. Yeah, I'm not sorry, hacker. Sorry. Uh, bananas is probably our driver. Okay. I am a driver. Uh, and you guys weren't can... We... Go ahead. Weren't we also told that we could, like, think that woman's name and she would, like, hear us? You were. Yes. Yeah, but we leave our bodies. Uh, yeah. I... I'm going to think about... I'm going to think her name and be like, okay, we could maybe use some help getting out of here. All right, you're thinking that as Bananas is taking off, uh, driving through, you make it out of the cemetery, no problem. Uh, there's a little bit of an, an area that's almost like a small tunnel, not too far. You drive into it, uh, in, it's got the typical orange lights. You've driven past this place a million times. It's, it's essentially an, an overpass, an underpass. It shouldn't take very long to get from one end to the other, except it does. And it elongates and it, turns into uh, this long, dark, deep tunnel. Uh, and as you emerge from the other side, probably 15 minutes later, uh, you find yourself in a dark wooded forest area. And in front of you, as you pull to a stop suddenly, as it appears out of what you can only describe as conscious mist, uh, is an old A-frame hut or house. Uh, it's big. But it's there, and it looks very much similar to... Have you ever seen Gravity Falls, the Mystery Shack? It's that kind of style. Oh, um, uh, quick, uh, can I have taken the sword she was carrying? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and sitting on the porch is Mama, waiting, leaning on her cane. Vinny. Yeah? Slap my chest and drop the disguise. Time to face the music. Mama's not going to be happy with you. Uh, no, she, no, she's not. No. She's probably going to be happy that you're still in one piece. I mean, that's something, yeah. right? Yeah. Nobody relax yet. So do you guys... He, he gets out of the van. Like, as soon as he sees Mama and as soon as you guys park, he, he opens the door and starts hobbling over there. I get out. I don't go near him. Instead, I'm kind of walking around. I have both copuses out. They're both blades angled backwards in that in the dueling style that we use. And I'm just kind of waiting and looking. I'll yep. follow Vinny. Yeah, I'm walking out to follow Vinny. Yep. Same. Okay. Uh, Mama smiles. And uh, as Vinny reaches the porch, he, he kind of bends over. He has to. She's 
She's tiny. She's maybe four and a half feet tall, if that. Uh, he's a monster. He's seven feet tall. So he, he takes a knee and bends over, and she just kind of like gently touches his head, uh, and they touch foreheads, and she, she just whispers something, Tim. You can't make it out. And he, he nods and just goes into the house, and she looks at the rest of you. He's, he's good, yes? You did yeah. good. Our, you... We even let go a bunch of people that were being held down there. Ah, good, good, good. Everybody in one piece, do you need help? I think everybody's in one piece. Yeah. I mean, I took a little damage, but... I'm covered in blood, but you're pretty sure it's not mine. Yeah, she, she sort I... of nods. I mean, Cliff took a few hits, I think. Yeah, he waves it off. He's fine. She walks over to Cliff anyway. Boy, come here. He leans down. And she kisses your forehead, and it's almost like you're being shot through with ice. Uh, but your cobweb's clear. Your brain is crystal now. Uh, you no longer have the effects of the harm. And she, like... Pinches your cheek and gives you a little slap like an old grandmother would. Good boy. You do good. Thank you. He nods and hugs her back as a thank you. Yes. My some some children better than others. Yes. I I am woman of word. You you may ask any boon. And if it is within my power, I give. Is fair payment, yes. I look over at her. I killed Dora today. I don't need anything from you. I am glad you are closer to closure. And I see you have... Five more. Just five more. And she smiles at that and she points to the corpus you took from Dora. You have recovered your sister's blade, yes? Now proper yeah. vengeance may be had. <laughs> I don't say anything else. I just continue to walk around like as like I'm waiting for someone to attack me. But that's my exchange with her. But the rest of you agree. I'll I'll, I'll say yes, so Ask what you will. Mama give. Hey, Mama. Yes, child. I pull off. I pull off the temporary security badge that I'm still wearing. So, uh, can you get me one of these? that's like universal. A you mean skeleton key? Yes. Yeah, except a skeleton badge. I don't know about badge, but she reaches into one of the folds of her her nightgown or or cloak whatever it it shifts you're not quite sure what type of clothing she's wearing and she pulls out what looks like a key literally fashioned out of human bone wow and she hands it to you yes skeleton key yes <laughs> that's wild and i tuck it in my bag good boon boon received what about Thanks. you hunter and she turns to val what what can I give? Wow, now I need to think of something. 
uh, Sammy's right up beside me, and I'm like, I look down at him, and I'm like, can you do anything to keep this guy safe, like, so things can't hurt him, and that sort of makes sense. I don't, I don't know the magic stuff. Ah, okay, I, I can do. And she walks over to Sammy, and she, you are less fuzzy than I am used to, but please hold still. And she mutters a few words, and she takes one finger, and it's bony and gnarled, and it looks like her nail grows to almost like a talon. Uh, and she carves into Sammy's exterior. And he doesn't seem to mind, and you know that he can feel pain. But when she's done, the runes that she has inscribed in him glow slightly and then disappear. It gives small protection against magic, I I cannot do much. He is mechanical. No flesh. But it will, um, how do you say, he no explode? Yes? That's good. I'll take that. Thank you. He is good. And she pats Sammy on the head. If wish to make real boy dog, I could do that later. She turns to uh, bananas. What uh, what do you wish, man of fruit? <laughs> uh, my buddy here, Bowie. He's he's not been quite right since I put him back together. I, you got anything to help out with that? Hmm. Yes, his his brain and body do not talk well. Yes. Yeah. And she reaches into one of her other pockets and pulls out a little charm. Uh, uh, looks like it's, again, scrimshaw. Looks like it's made out of bone. Uh, she places it right where his little bow tie usually is. And it fastens itself to the center of his little bow tie. And you see him straighten up a little bit. And it, his tick is gone. And you notice that some of the plates integrate a little more smoothly, a little more organically than you had planned before. Uh, he flexes his hands and you see he doesn't chitter. He stands up and bows to her and then walks over to you and just sits on his haunches. Wow. Eh, I... I wish to finish all boons so she walks over to the van because you said uh, Rosie didn't get out right uh, Rosie got out and just kind of stood by the van just to watch from a distance she hobbles over she's, she's not walking too well child of rift magic akin to mine what what do you wish More magic? Ah, there's there's always more magic, child. Be specific. I rather like these people I've been hanging around with. Um... Do I have magic to heal them? 
Ah. You currently don't, but as you say that, Mama can give insight, yes? Child, give head. Yeah. Lean, lean, lean towards Mama. I cannot reach. Okay, I'll lean down toward her. Be aware. May give headache. I apologize. And she touches your forehead with that same finger that she used to carve on Sammy. uh, And knowledge floods into you. Ancient knowledge of herbology and potion making and the ancient magics of various tribes of people. You are now confident that you have the knowledge to make essentially what are healing potions. I'll take that. Cool. Is no share. Is family secret, and she winks at you. And it's not like I could even write it down. It's just I know how to do it if presented with the ingredients. Yep, you know exactly what to grab. You know exactly what ingredients. You know the exact ratios. But if you go to try to write it down, nothing. Like, it just won't come out. Mm Exactly, yeah. And she goes over to Cliffy. I fix head, but uh, that is given, yeah? What What wish, child? You save son, I give. What wish? He's thinking about how he kept failing today, and he puts his hand over where his implants are, and he says, my hardware is just substandard. I need a way to upgrade it, but I can't really afford the surgery or the new hardware. Oh, but I... I cannot make technology. That is different world. Uh, but she waves a hand and like literally a money sack of coin appears in front of you. And it's like the cartoonishly large bag with the dollar sign on the front of it, except it's just filled with gold doubloons. Says, oh, I was money more than I was thinking. Money easy. Thank, you go you, you go buy something nice for yourself. Don't spend all in one place, yeah? He says to get the hardware I wanted, I, I might have to. Thank you. Thank you. I wish to not stay in one place. I must get the child home. Well, I must fix. He he's a mess, but thank you. I appreciate what you have done for us. Is good. We not forget. Tell Vinny to stay out of trouble. He don't listen to his mama. Uh, slap if him he, upside the head a couple times. Well, if he did, you wouldn't it. have fancy ears, yes? Ah, uh, true. Be true, good. True. There is more trouble to come, yeah? You carry the mark of the black one. He is... Dangerous. Ancient. Is she talking to me or is she talking to everybody? Talking to everybody. Oh, okay. You, uh. Great. That sounds great. Ancient. He, uh. Be careful. I cannot touch him. And she. She turns around and starts walking back towards the house. I bid you all goodbye. So, uh, how do we get back to... 
Get back to town. So as you guys are talking about that, uh, she steps into the house. The door shuts behind her. And the house stands up on chicken legs. Giant chicken legs. (laughs) And it turns around and walks off into the forest. Babushka! And as it does, the mist comes back in and you can hear like the the laughter of of sprites the sound of basically ancient forest and magic uh, as all of your vision sort of clouds over with this mist and when it clears you are back in nickel city you are back in val's place all of you and sitting on val's dining room table is a feast with a card that says you all too skinny. Eat. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th- I was going to say thank you, everybody, for joining us in the chat today uh, and for joining us for the Shadowrun uh, continuation. I have a lot of fun with this world and I have a lot of fun with this group. Uh, so thank you all for your continued support on it. I know we've got a lot of good, uh, comments on it. Uh, I know some of you are enjoying it. Thank you very, very much. I also like to thank all of our players, uh, particularly Anne and Andrew for joining us today. I'm very glad that you could be with the group. Um, I hope everybody is having a blast with this. I absolutely love this group. I absolutely love this world. So, yeah. And uh, be sh- be sure to stop by when we do our always our once a month games. I know Rossi has a, a few other ones planned uh, coming up in the future. We have, uh, I believe, a Theros game planned for the, for the Theros future. is next month. Theros is next month. Uh, so you can be sure to tune in for that. Uh, and be sure to stay tuned to the socials for Blizzard Watch uh, in order to see when anything like this happens again. Uh, so, yeah. Anybody want to say anything before we, we call it a day? That uh, was just, rad. It was definitely very rad. And uh, to all our listeners, if you want to hear more dandy, please support me. D&D and other RPG games, please support us on Patreon if you can. Uh, we appreciate it. Every little bit counts. And thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and uh, we'll have this recording up soon. Thanks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.